Hi, I'm Haley. And I'm Becky. And this is How to Not Get Killed. <laughs> I don't know. I got extra. Yeah. Happy Happy Stranger Things Day. Yes. Well, we're recording this on Stranger Things Day. Yes, when this I know. is when this is coming out, you want to know when this is coming out because I did the math this morning. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait. December after Stranger Things Day. <laughs> so for reference, today is November sixth mm-hmm. that we're recording this on. This is airing on for the public, not patrons. Wednesday, December fourteenth. Nice. That's, that's like that's like a long time away. Eons away. That's actually like another like realm of reality. Oh. At this point, I can't even imagine. It's gonna be, honestly, thinking about that time is like exciting because it's all around Christmas, but it's also like I'm like, oh, how fucking busy is it gonna be? I yeah, you can see, never tell. You know, it's almost like a tidal wave that comes and it's yeah. like you're like, I don't even think this December is gonna be that busy, and then no. all of a sudden it's like, boom, yeah, just attack plans, <laughs> plans, 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 gifts, gifts, <laughs> stress, yeah. stress. Oh my stress. god, yeah, you got. <laughs> You gotta yeah. go shop. You gotta get this. Gotta do that. Yeah. Also, like I gotta cover for my brother who doesn't get anybody fucking Christmas presents. So yeah. I gotta get. He'll text God me. Damn like, it, Tyler! Get your shit together <laughs> before anyone's birthday or before Christmas. He'll text me like clockwork, like two days before. Yeah. Hey, what are you thinking about a present <laughs> for mom's birthday? Okay. What are you thinking about? You know what? Christmas for mom and dad. And I'll be like, I already got it, Ty. Don't worry, just I got transfer you. me this just... much money. And he's like, Okay, cool. See, that's that's nice that he at least does it like a day or two before. It this <laughs> is, is it? it. Yes, yes, because in our in our family. It it's customary that you buy the person's gift on the day of. <laughs> Nobody plans ahead, and also but then too, doesn't that put everyone on the same playing field? Because it's just like whatever's left. But see, the problem is, is <laughs> much much like you, I'm the person where everyone's like, "Well, what are we gonna get for Drew?" And I'm like, "Why are you asking me three three hours before the the party? Why are you asking me three hours before the gathering? Why? <laughs> like this oh, this shouldn't be on me." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember even for my birthday, they asked me like a day before, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, shouldn't you already have it? <laughs> shouldn't you already have the thing you're giving to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a bit late. I think this year they were trying to throw me off, though, because of the whole Mark Rebier thing. I, I doubt yeah. they got that the day before. So Yeah, not not possible, yeah. I don't think. Which, by the way, Mark Rebier, if you ever listened to this, we had a fucking blast. <laughs> I'm sorry Toronto dropped you, but we had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> if if I was there, I wouldn't. I would have single handedly held him up with one arm. So there's that. Yeah, there's, there's that. nothing you can do. But December fourteenth, I'm. That's my last day of school for the oh, semester. Happy last day of school for Becky. Thanks. Thanks. I'll probably you know be like drowning in stress and exams because I have two exams for sure on the last day. On the fourteenth. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well then, then this is your last day. You're almost done, Becky. I'm already I'm crying. I'm talking to future <laughs> Becky. You got this. <laughs> and then when you're done, you get all the peppermint mochas, Christmas oh, yeah. cookies, yeah. like mulled wine, anything oh. that you want. Yeah, say more. <laughs> say more things. <laughs> say more things I like. Oh, just... Haley really knows how to get me going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Christmas themed Christmas. drinks and yep food and everything i think we're somehow managing to like skirt actual christmas responsibilities this year oh i mean we we dodged christmas the last two years thankfully but like you know this year i think we're like oh yeah like you know my in-laws are gonna be in florida so we're kind of like okay sweet <laughs> we get to sleep yeah <laughs> this is gonna be nice relax which is yeah. like honestly what the christmas break should be it's, especially when you're in school like yeah you know i trust me i know i feel like it's like we're so used to 
doing school and then Christmas break, like I would, me and you would always be like, we're working as many hours as we can. Oh, and yeah. then also fitting in all the social things and the family obligations and all this stuff. And it's, it's just true. like not relaxing. Yeah. So when it actually can be relaxing, even for a few days, it's such a treat. Yeah. So it's, it's true. Just yeah. Watch Christmas movies. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Don't make me pick. Actually. Okay. Here. Or okay. give me, or if you can't pick, give me your like top two or three. Okay, the the Grinch, like the Jim Carrey one. Okay, okay, because it. it's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. The jokes never get old. You can watch it a million times. It's going to keep being funny. It's a good Like, one. it really is. It's, it's, it's probably the most quoted movie in the entire family. Mm -hmm. Like, me and Jade, whenever we're, like, getting ready to go anywhere, we always do the, ooh, ah, that's it, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't, we can't do that, yeah. like, at all. I, take us like out shopping and whatnot like we'll do that in like the dressing room and people be like what are you fucking doing <laughs> we're like obviously the Grinch but yeah so I don't know I've got I've got a few I don't know I've got a few favorites a home alone is always a favorite for me yeah I think yeah it's just so nostalgic it really is it's so like yeah yeah I like the second one as well is good yeah but the first one for me I just yeah I love I love it. It's 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 just it's good. It's good. I, also for like yeah. a two thousands one, I've always really liked Christmas with the Cranks. I fucking love Christmas with yeah, the Cranks. That's actually so funny, such right? a good one. Yeah, it's so good. I That's, feel like there's so a good. lot more like classic ones that people watch, like yeah. It's a Wonderful Life and like whatever. Which like I love all those too, but it's just like yeah. For one of the ones that came out, kind of still in my childhood or like yeah. adolescence, but. It, like, it just kind of stuck with me. I, anytime it yeah. was on TV, I'd always watch it. I'm like, I do oh, love yeah, that one. This one's good. Here, okay, Quality here Christmas is movie. here is my top top number one favorite with the Grinch. Okay. Fred Claus, for very obvious reasons. I mean Vince Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I mean. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, for for anyone that doesn't know, Vince Vaughn is my soulmate. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna leave. Yeah, it at I don't that. know if you've like talked about him a ton on the podcast, like no. here and there. But, yeah, I mean, whenever I'm yeah, able to. Yeah, he's, like, in love with Vince Vaughn. I do love Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Like, I love him, so. For sure. Yeah. But the thing is, he's such a stand-up guy. He's never going to leave his wife for me. It just makes it's... you love him more, I know, it? it just makes... You yeah, just I want know. what you can't have. <laughs> like... <laughs> but... Apparently, there's a um, Christmas um, show. Wait, what the fuck? Santa Claus. They're doing okay. a Santa Claus show. Like, yes. Tim Allen. Okay, I saw that the other day. Which is, will it be out by now? By December 14th? Maybe. I don't know, probably. Maybe. It's on, is it Netflix? No, I think it's, it's I think it's gonna be on Disney, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because all of the Santa Claus. Yes. Yeah, are... that, that's it. It's a Disney <laughs> yeah. Plus. Yeah. So, I'm excited about that, too. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And by this date, we'll have seen Violent Night. Jade and I are gonna go see it in theaters if you want to come. <laughs> I'm in. You're in. I'm She's in. coming. <laughs> coming. Very excited. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Who I mean, stars. If you don't know already, David Harbor, who's Popper mm -hmm. as Santa Claus. I'm so excited. <laughs> it looks so what cheesy. A good, what a good transition. Okay, let's let's yeah. just get into it before we keep talking about Christmas too much. Popper as Santa okay. Claus. I'm here for I'm in, it. Can't I'm wait. In. I'm excited. Let's go. Let's do this. Love David Harbor. Oh, don't even get me started. Love Hopper. Well, we we have to get started because we're doing Stranger Things. All right, we're in season four, guys. We're in it. We're in season four. Hopper's in Russia. Yep. Joyce and Jonathan, Will and Elle are in California. Yep. The rest are in Hawkins. Yeah. Where the hell does Murray live? <laughs> I think he lives like near Hawkins. He is. He must but be outskirts. near. He must be in like Indiana somewhere. Yeah. Like yeah. I think it's like an annoying drive to get to him because they all kind of make it seem like, ugh. Like, gotta go. <laughs> gotta fucking travel. Gotta go trek out to find Murray. It's probably but... like a 30 minute drive. Yeah. It's probably like not even. <laughs> 
I just wondered that as I was saying, I was like, where is Murray? Because he's not yeah. in, like, in Hawkins, because they always do make that whole, like, yeah. point that they have to drive for a while to get there, but... yeah. I yeah, also I think okay. he's in Indiana. Let, you know what? Let's talk about Murray for like two seconds because I, I or or forever or forever. I love him. I love the character. Like it's just it's what the show needs. <laughs> like just we couldn't have the show without. Well, him. and in season four, I mean, he's, man, when Luke and I were watching it, we're like, he he's a primary character. He is, and like <laughs> his value is so high in this season because he speaks Russian. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's and like he's a master. He's also of martial arts. Well, <laughs> okay, that's like I wasn't even gonna talk about that. I was gonna just talk about like what a what an ingenious con man he is. Yeah, like that it just oozes out of him that he's like, no, don't worry, I've got like a really manipulative scheme up my sleeve that you would have never seen coming because I'm just Murray. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's so undeceiving. Yeah. yeah, I've seen zero. I've I've seen zero interviews like of him like in real life. Like I yeah, I don't I even don't know. know. But I, I saw a picture this morning where I was just like, oh, he must just be Murray in real life because I hope so. he was just wearing like a full matching tracksuit to like a, like a Comic Con <laughs> event, and I was just like, that's fucking Murray. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like you, you just showed up as the character. You didn't even come as yourself. Yeah, you just, yeah. You're just playing into it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I love it. Yeah, he's so say. valuable to them in this season. Like he, man, he very much becomes like you said, like a primary character. Where it's like they can't, they couldn't have done any of this without him. No, no. Um, I said, none of it would have especially happened. like i mean bless her soul especially not joyce no like i'm sorry I mean, she's she's joyce, resourful she's scrappy as hell but like fucking, she she is fucking scrappy she is scrappy <laughs> she is for scrappy sure. but she couldn't have gotten like the no. whole russia storyline is amazing it's it's just it's amazing it's out of the out of this world like it's yeah. just yeah fuck i don't even know i don't even know <laughs> yeah no murray just takes the cake also a, okay. a newer character that's introduced in that storyline is yuri yeah how do you feel about yuri okay yuri is interesting to me yeah <laughs> i i don't know i actually didn't even make too too many notes about him i feel like i he... didn't either i have like one particular note about him <laughs> oh you know what say your particular note say it oh just that is <laughs> when we remember in the last seasons we talked about product placement yeah well he's like the peanut butter smuggler right Yes. So like every time, like when Hopper pulls out the Jif peanut butter yeah. and then like he's got all these crates of like Jif peanut butter. And I'm like, that's so funny because he talks about how he's like, I buy it in America and then I come back here and I sell it for like $20 a jar. And it's just so, I feel like peanut butter is that like quintessential, like North American thing that people bring with them when they travel or whatever. You know what I mean? That is it's it? like not, yeah. I didn't like know this. Anytime I would go to Cuba, people would bring peanut butter with them. Um, like I wouldn't. Do they just not like, have, like, do I don't okay, know here, this if is they my... don't have it or if it's because it's like maybe it's so popular in North America that it's mostly produced here okay. and maybe like it's one of those imported products that's like more expensive other places. Like you can okay. get it other places, absolutely. Like, like I've seen it other places, but for example, like when I go to see my family in Italy, peanut butter is not popular there at all. It's all like Nutella. Like hazelnuts in general are so such a huge part of Italian like desserts and cuisine. Yes, that like Nutella is like that would be what they would use like i don't know if any of them would really have peanut butter and do people just like not like peanut butter i don't think it's that they don't like it i think it's just like north americans fucking love peanut butter okay. you know okay. i didn't know this but i also don't travel so like that's something i would just like never know yeah I... like you can you can get it other places it's just to me well especially in the 80s like that makes sense where he's like oh yeah i can bring it here and sell it for like way more money because it hmm. probably just wasn't produced in in certain places at that time so like yeah yeah i, I just love like... that he sort of represents that in a way yeah like he's the peanut butter smuggler which is like <laughs> not a menacing name at all no. <laughs> <The peanut butter smuggler. laughs> 
Like you might as well just call him Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> you know what? Let's just call him Jeff. Let's just call uh, yeah. him Jeff. We're doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Yuri was just like I I I can't even like place the right words. Like a necessary evil to have where it was just yeah. like he's, he's like he's like re- shitty, but he kind of redeems himself just a little bit. At he's points. the antagonist they need in the right moments. Yeah. But then because like at, I think they're trying to like write him at that at his core, he's a good person. Yeah. So then when they need him to come back and be like a good person, he comes through. You yeah. Know? But up until that point, he is definitely. Yeah, he's he's fucking with them. But you kind of, I guess, understand why in a way where he's like well, uh, this guy said he'd pay me money and then I betrayed him to get yeah. more money from th- these people and then I'm also going to bring you Americans to yeah. the Russians so then I get more money from the KGB. He's just and he's like, and then I'm going to buy my mom a house. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> like, you of know, course. when he says that and you're like, okay, okay. I get it. It's not like you're <laughs> like, I'm going to run off on a jet ski and just live on a private house. Like, he's like, no, I want to buy my mom a house. Where it's kind of like, you're like, oh, we'll let him do his thing then. <laughs> Like, your mom needs a house. Okay, fine. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) You should do something nice with it. All that betrayal, blood money. (laughs) All that blood money. (laughs) It's true. You know what? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting sort of, like, character to pop up, for sure. Yeah. It needed to be. Yeah. He needed to be in there. He needed to be in there. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay, I'm sure we'll come back to Russia at some point. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I mean, you can't really... Avoid it. Yeah. In this episode. Um, but. All right. Where do you want to start now? Okay. I'm kind of like, do we want to start with like just Vecna in general or do you want to start with Eddie? Okay. You know what? Let's start with Eddie because that's the first note I have. Okay. I I just wanted to like, because I know there, I can't remember what episode we talked about this in. It wasn't in any of the Stranger Things episodes. It was in like a regular episode from like months ago when Stranger Things came out. I had brought up about how close Eddie's story is to Damien Eccles, who yeah. anyone who's not familiar, Damien Eccles is like the key character in the West Memphis three case, mm-hmm. um, wrongfully accused. Yeah. Yeah. And has gone on to just be like the biggest advocate in like basically the true crime world about people who, you know, get put on death row incorrectly. Like he's just yeah, out and, there doing and, the damn fucking thing. And for reasons of they're part of some sort of subculture or yeah. they just look a different way or they're interested in certain things that yeah. people deem satanic satanic or evil yeah. or whatever when it has no yeah. actual fucking merit well, in the case. And that's the thing too is like <laughs> that that is like the biggest thing is like a lot of like Eddie's I don't know character just is like almost like a duplicate. Well, like Damien's living situation at the time. Like, yes. Well, when when you had mentioned that to me, I looked into it actually just last week because I remember I I had remembered you talking about that. Did you know that Damien Eccles was like a writer on the show? Oh no, actually no. Um, because I an article came up where it okay, said cool. that the Duffer brothers consulted. Yes, they purposely consulted. Okay. Like, they, they based that whole character around him, and that they consulted with him. Yeah. As a writer for like to create Eddie. Okay, I didn't know that. I knew. Yeah. All I knew was that Eddie's character was like inspired. Yeah. By no, him. they actually like yeah. pulled him into it, and they based almost all of it off of him that's and, like, incredible I, that's I believe, fucking cool <laughs> i believe even um you know the part where eddie's like playing the electric guitar like during like at yes. the end like yeah. when the whole plan he's yeah. distracting where and i'm like crying and um, like worshiping which, <laughs> that song is 
Master of Puppets by yeah. Metallica. Yeah. There was a quote by Damien Eccles when he was like, yeah, once I, I heard the first riff of like Master of Puppets and like it sent chills down my spine, like something like that where, so I think yeah. like that was probably like one of his favorite songs yes. or like he obviously was interested in Metallica or listened to them. So yeah. I think those even smaller details, they like consulted on Damien to bring it to, to life. pull from. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, that's so cool. It is. To me, that they're not only... We know throughout all of these seasons, we talked about the zillion of, yes. zillions of things that they've referenced, movies, yeah. um, themes during Everything. history and Cold War stuff and whatever, and character tropes in, in media, but, like, to take out a real person and, like, a real social issue mm-hmm. and, and, and slot it into this season in such a way. Obviously, especially with a character like Eddie, who I think by the end of it, everybody... Loved. Like completely fell in love. They with. have to bring him back somehow. I feel like they're gonna do it because I fucking hope so. Because that's the thing is like I I feel like they probably didn't expect everyone to fall as hard for him as we have. Yeah. You know they were probably like oh everyone's gonna love this character. Yeah. But they probably didn't expect it to be like to this gravity because everybody's like Eddie Munson's my fucking hero. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's and become I think, a thing. And I think that that's exactly like yeah. they killed it because it's like this guy. On the outside, looks like this punk rocker. He's like, what? He's a drug dealer. He's part of yeah. this oh, Hellfire Club, which is just a Dungeons and Dragons club. Yeah, so but funny. it's just like so but funny that they call it a cult. Yeah, that they call it <laughs> this cult, right? Satanic, whatever. The outward yeah. appearance of what the town is seeing him as, but we get to watch as viewers to see what he actually is like as a person with his friends, with these people he interacts with, that he like straight up just has a heart of gold. Like, he's just the nicest person. And even how he deals with Chrissy, even though he's, like, yeah, selling her drugs, which, like, technically is bad. Like, when it was just weed that he was selling her, I was like, give the girl some weed. She needs to fucking take take the edge off. She's she's got something (laughs) going on. And he's like, I'm not a counselor. I'm not about to tell you how to live your life. Like, I... He's obviously selling drugs because he has no money, right? We talked about this before, even with the, um... Cleveland kidnappings case with Michelle and she lived with yeah. people who were drug dealers and she was like but it was actually a really nice environment because they were just well, nice people and, and like they thing. treated me well yeah. and I'm never gonna yeah selling drugs is illegal if they're illegal drugs but I'm never gonna like say like that's a really morally wrong thing to do like people no. are selling drugs because they're in a situation that what? I can't understand and that they need they need to do that to survive exactly so there's no judgment for yeah. me and it doesn't make somebody a bad person yeah and with how okay when she asks him for like do you have anything a little harder like and he's like yeah yeah for sure I feel yeah. like he actually like uh, it's obvious I don't know what I took away from it I'm curious if he thought the same thing it's obvious that like the harder drug they're talking about first of all I don't know if it's like coke or something else anyways that's besides yeah, the or point. pills or something I don't I'm know if they sure. say it yeah. But actually, I, they, I think they do. I just can't remember. I can't remember. What Anyways, the way he's looking for it leads me to believe that it's not actually his. It's um, his uncle's? Yes. Because the way he's looking for it yeah. is if it doesn't belong to him. And he's just yeah. like, oh, I think my uncle has this and I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that very well could be what they just were Just to like help her out. Or that it's just not something he sells often. So yeah. it's not readily available yeah in the because he mostly just sells weed yeah you know so it's sort of like oh yeah i do have something from either my uncle or like something that someone gave me way back that like i just sell here and there because yeah that's not what i'm pushing yeah you know Uh, yeah yeah 
yeah. yeah, they do. I think they do a pretty, they, they have it pretty clear that it's like, he is not yeah. a master criminal. He's not into like anything super dark or hard no. or anything. He's oh straight up God. just trying to graduate honestly, high school. He's literally <laughs> just so fucking harmless. Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I, like, I, I don't know if I had talked about it with you or with Drew, but like I had told you about how I started season four without Drew. Mm-hmm. Because he, he was like, oh, I don't know if I want to get into it, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then I started it. I got, like, two episodes in. And I wasn't initially a fan of Eddie Munson. Mm-hmm. I was just like, meh, you know, whatever. Well, he's but very then, eccentric. Yeah. And you're sort of like, I don't know I was like, he's oh, about. he's too much right away. Yeah. You know how yeah. I get with, like, loud personalities. I'm like, oh, too much. Uh, of course. <laughs> well, the first scene with him in the cafeteria, too. Oh, yeah. You're like, I wow, like, you're buddy. a lot. Okay. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> but anyways, so. And then when Drew came home and realized it was actually, like, really fucking good, he was like, okay, start it back over. So I started it over again. And I got through those first two episodes again. And I was like, you know what? I love him. Yeah. It just, I, I know. from starting it back over, I was like, he's grown on me immediately. There's like a moment where it clicks and you're like, oh yeah, he's great. No, he's super yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. Fucking, we love Eddie. I know. We love Eddie. He's going to oh, come was, back. Yeah. Just yeah. his whole storyline is so, it's so tragic. It's yeah. so, so, so sad. And, and then, it, okay, here, it brings me into, it brings me back to Dustin. Mm-hmm, because I always course. go to Dustin. But obviously, spoilers in this episode, when... When the shit's happening and Dustin's crying his face off. Again, that's another moment where like a, an actor was actually able to make me like feel what they were feeling. Cause he's like, there's like snot. He's just like scream so, crying. Like, so, so you genuine. feel it. Yeah. I know that. I always bawl my eyes out at that part. And course. I'm just like, like how the fuck, why am I crying yeah. right now? Yeah, why am I, I on my couch crying like a little bitch? Like, and I think that this season, yeah. I wanted to say that, uh, um, what did we say his name? Gaiden? Is it Gaiden? Matarazzo? I think Gaiden, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gaiden and um, Caleb McLaughlin. They oh. both shine so much yes. in this season where I don't think they necessarily were able to before, especially Caleb. I feel like this Lucas's is his... character, like, in the last few seasons, Dustin got a bit more in, like, season two with, yeah. like, Dart and all that, where, like, he got more opportunity to showcase his his acting ability, but I feel like Caleb's character is... His, not necessarily been on the sidelines. I just don't think there's been as much focus on him. Yeah. But in season four, I feel like he there's he's in so much of it and not with the group where he's kind of on his own or with the basketball yeah. team or whatever. Where like you get to see him develop. Yeah. More as a character on his own, and you also get to see how he deals with conflict. Yeah. Because he's very conflicted the entire like this entire season. Yeah. And because like, he wants to be he wants to be with the cool kids, yeah. but he loves his friends. You know, he feels for Max. Like there's all these yeah, different. Yeah, he's that layers. one that's that's kind of like he's being great right in the middle because he's with the basketball team and they think Eddie's like whatever, but he really knows that Eddie's not and that the Hellfire Club is not a cult and whatever else. Yeah. Stuff. But he doesn't want to say it because he, I think partly he's like I want to keep an eye on them and know what they're doing but also like i don't want them to reject me as well and so yeah you get to see all that like all those conflicting emotions in him and then when it all culminates at the end with like the scene with max and um first of all when that i can't remember that dude's name the the basketball jason i think is it jason that's what came to my mind i feel yeah that sounds right yeah that sounds right (laughs) i'm gonna when he comes and they get into a fight and i'm like man Lucas is like he can hold his own. Like what the fuck? He should teach Steve how to fight. Like <laughs> I remember watching Steve it being like, oh my god, he just kicked the shit out of him. Like, right? I mean, he obviously like took quite a few. Like that yeah. there was a point where you thought he was gonna lose, but then he just 
slams him and this kid's older than him too so that's why i was like wow i'm so impressed but then when when like max comes to and he's holding her and like oh he thinks she's dying and like I can't that, watch it. that's another moment like with dustin and eddie where i was like eyeball every time like yeah. he is so and he's like yelling for his little he's, he's like, like erica help yeah. like yeah. it's so and and like oh. yeah that i yes that part really did fuck me up yeah it fucked me up because yeah he it's you just feel it it's, you it's, just feel yeah it. you just feel the emotions in full force so yeah i just wanted to say that too that i feel like both of them but especially caleb mclaughlin i was so it was so nice to get to see like just him. so much range from him in this yeah. season because it's he just you feel everything he feels he yeah. does a really good job of it's making really you feel it and it's yeah yeah god damn it they just they got some really good actors and actresses in i know show. like it pisses me off because yeah. <laughs> like I they're know, all good i've always like you know, for some stupid reason, like, pride myself on, like, being able to, like, sit through something that, like, like, people will watch, like, Sophie's Choice and be like, oh, I cried my face off. And I'll be like, no, nah, it's fine. Pick the left one. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, you're just like, I'm fine. But then I'm watching fucking a sci-fi fantasy show and I'm just like, save her! Like, I know. crying my, yeah, so. But it's when you get attached to those characters, right? Yeah. That's just good character writing. And... and you relate to all of them. Like, you're, you're literally able to find something to relate to every single one of them. That's, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Alright, where, where are we moving to next? So, I guess, like, the, there are all these themes that we've talked about in other seasons that, like, still apply now, that trickle in, like, you know, like, the Cold War, MK Ultra, um, mm-hmm. Russia versus U.S. kind of, like, comes in here yeah. a lot. Um, but I feel like, especially with Eddie's character, like, the satanic panic, that's that's definitely a yeah a theme. But it's intermingled with the serial killer hysteria that we kind of... We kind of had in season three with Billy because he was sort of like picking off people one by one and like taking them. Yeah. Right? And that's sort of resembles a serial killer. But I think now that we know that all of this was Vecna, Vecna has now become this sort of like ultimate, almost like serial killer figure. But it's not, but we don't think of him as a serial killer yeah. because he's a, like a monster. But there were, I've just noted a lot of sort of like themes. And of course, like the, even in the dialogue, there was, um, uh, I think it was Eddie's uncle who or someone said this about victor creel when they were talking about the victor creel and Mm -hmm. he said victor creel maybe he broke out i think this was eddie's uncle he said maybe he broke out like that guy with the white masks that killed all them babysitters and nancy says michael myers he says yeah michael myers to me victor creel is like that which we know that victor creel didn't do it it's Mm -hmm. it's vecna um there was another one someone's talking about how serial killers stalk their prey before they strike and they're relating it to Vecna because Vecna's like stalking these kids, yeah. right? Like and and sending them visions and like yes. hallucinations and whatever and like building up their fear yeah. before he actually does kill them. So like that's really making sort of, like, like a vulnerable ground for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um the town hall meeting mm-hmm. was very like serial killer kind of thing. Cause there yeah. was like that famous one with the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Um, the town hall meeting after well, I can't remember. I can't remember if that was when the when they had identified that he was already that he was killing people or if it was the the sexual assaults. But either way, there was a town hall meeting with Golden State Killer, mm-hmm. and um, there was like some dude who was like, "Oh man, this this guy broke into my house, like, well, like I'd kick his ass or something like that." And then like a month later, him and his wife were attacked, and so it's like uh, there and yeah. it's not Golden State's not the only one, but I think the the yeah. even the town hall meeting type scene feels very. 
like panicked community yeah police are trying yes. to figure shit out but it's a serial killer on the loose and people are like what the fuck are you doing yeah. about it and they're like well exactly uh, yeah and like, even with like all of the like the whole basketball team how they're like going out to hunt eddie yeah vigilante style it, it gave yeah. me very like richard ramirez vibes where like the entire community was like there he is i see him we're going to go beat the shit out of him, hold him in place until the cops can come take him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't even make that pair. Which that's, parallel. that's where my yeah. mind went with how they were like, okay, well, if the cops aren't going to go get him, let's go get him. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's sure. so that was just like the vibe I got from them. And there have, yeah. And there have been a lot of like cases we've covered even where like it, cops might not be taking anything seriously. Not that they're not in stranger things. They're, they're taking it very seriously. But like if the cops are, aren't, creating search parties and like civilians do that like there's there there are a lot of times where the community steps Steps in in. and is like okay if you're not going to do it then we are yeah um and again i don't think the police force in this season of stranger things are being like indifferent they're just more like we don't want to jump the gun here which is correct because we know that eddie didn't do this yeah like the audience watching but the community i do understand where they're like well you seem to be yeah you know taking this a little lightly. In stride, but, like, why don't we just go out and hunt him down? Yeah. Well, and, like, because, like, when you do look at it from the community's perspective, you're like, okay, so this girl dies inside somebody's home. Oh, and then all bad. of a sudden this person bad. is missing. Yeah. It looks awful. Yeah. It really does look bad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're talking about, like, a young guy who yeah. just, like, panics. Like, and I mean, nobody's we know that. talked to him. Nobody's asked him yet. You yeah. just assume. They just assume. Yeah. And that's that's the yeah. wrongfully convicted part, right? It's yeah. like... Uh, guilty guilty and innocent in the eyes of the law but guilty in the eyes of the public right yeah, and, exactly and it's sort of like we haven't even <laughs> done an investigation already you've, yeah. you've acted as judge jury and executioner and we don't know exactly what no, happened no exactly um do, do you want to get into like because maybe we should talk about the blog thing that i was getting all fired up about yeah with like the vecna stuff so mm-hmm. Basically, because I started telling you about it and then I didn't want to, like, give away too much. I had read this blog post that, like, it was... It, you can go find it. I, I can't remember the, like, author's name or anything like that. And I'm also... I'm not going to necessarily do justice to it right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to, like, tag it. But anyways, I disagree with what they said. They went on to talk about how, like, the theme of Vecna, for example, going after people that have, like, very vulnerable pasts mm-hmm. isn't a good theme. Okay. About, you know, it's, it's like tired and been done and like, why keep going after people who have trauma and all this stuff and like broke it down. And I was just like, I was getting so fired up because I completely disagree with that because I think, I think Vecna's victims have to be vulnerable. They have to have the trauma like that. Just like it goes hand in hand. But like this, this post just went on about how it's just like, you know, give people who have traumatic pasts a break already. Like this person went on to talk about how like oh with Chrissy's like trauma of like her eating disorders Mm -hmm. and her mother and stuff and how this like makes it look really bad that like if you have an eating disorder you're gonna get got by this killer and it's like well no (laughs) that's not at all what the show is doing like I just I don't know it just I didn't agree with any of it I think like in order for Vecna to actually like infiltrate somebody's mind they have to be in that state of like Mm -hmm. I don't know, uncertainty with themselves. Well, yeah, and I think that with and everything else we've discussed in this show, like, all of the fantastical sci-fi elements of the show reflect something in reality. Yeah. So, like I said, they're equating Vecna to a serial killer, 
and a lot of serial killers go after, go after vulnerable, vulnerable people yeah or people that they think or people that are in high-risk situations or people that or, are not maybe going to be sought after by the police as much as other people and that sucks to say but it's again it's like something someone it's, like clifford olsen it's like a fact who went after children who were neglected and their parents yeah. might not report them missing mm-hmm. and that allowed him to continue what he was doing exactly so if again vecna represents that he's going after people who have vulnerable past and trauma so that it's easier for him it's a, he's not going to make easy, it harder for himself no it's he's an going easy to target for easy him targets in his mind and again it's not saying that someone who has past trauma is weak it's just saying that like these are high school students and they're still experiencing yeah. this, this trauma so they haven't worked through it yet no. so that does make it very easy for him to scare them to break them down control them and to control them and yeah. then eventually kill them so yeah that's kind of like it it just reflects reality it's not that's exactly what i thought it's not taking some sort of opinion on people with trauma i don't think i think and that's what this blog post was doing and that's why i just was like i just want to talk about that because i feel like as somebody who has their own traumas like watching Mm -hmm. it was very like yeah you know what that makes sense like it just it makes sense yeah (laughs) like it it just the math checks out i I don't seem offensive to me in any way when you go and try and watch the show and you put I don't know, any human being that's like the picture perfect zero zero issues in their entire life and then all of a sudden have Vecna target them, it wouldn't make sense. You'd no. be like, oh, well, that's boring. And there would be... Like, I don't know, yeah. it's just... There would be no... There'd be I no... mean, often with random attacks and serial killers and stuff, there isn't a motive, but it again, it's sort of... If it was just people who were happy and had no issues and had lovely support systems and lovely families and great lives yeah. or whatever, yeah, it just wouldn't... It wouldn't make sense for uh, for the character that Vecna is. Like, he is darkness. You yeah. Know? He is... So he wants to build his, like... He wants to feed off of people's, like, fear and sadness. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of like it, and, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, I want to make them scared and I want... Yeah. You know, like, all of those emotions and the dark... The, the bad emotions. Like Max said, she's like, he... He know I can't remember exactly how she said it, but she was like, he knows my, like, darkest thoughts or my darkest memories. Like he maybe only knows those. So I'm going to hide in a good memory when, mm-hmm. when they're trying to yeah. use her as bait. Right. Exactly. And so it's like that they, they say it very clearly that like he, yeah, he feeds off of that darkness inside you. So if you have more of it than somebody else, he's going to pick you. Yeah. That's just, that's the way that I saw it. I think everyone's of course entitled to their opinion. And if yeah. you, no, your opinion's it, wrong. <laughs> if you related to it in a different way, yeah, then that's fine. That's, that's completely, that's your truth. But I didn't, I, I saw it as a reflection of reality and what how these serial offenders actually target their victims. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's kind of we do same, know that. The same thought I had. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to talk about that because I remember getting so fired up when I was reading that <laughs> article here, like on your couch. I just remember being like, <gasps> like literally yeah, like, like hopping, the and then I would die. I remember like looking at you, being like, "Can you believe this shit?" And you were like, "I'm not <laughs> I like, I, have, I don't know what's in your head." <laughs> But no, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I. You know what? The thing is, is I actually don't even want you to read it because I feel like you'll get just, you'll get more fired up than me. Probably, believe it or not. Probably. Believe it or not. <laughs> I know. That's hard to believe. I also love the like haunted house theme with Vecna's house. And I know you just sent me that post the other day. Yeah. So guys, like the house, the Vecna house is like on the market. And it's, on- okay, here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> Only. Here. <laughs> I want to, I want to correct this because I know there's, there's a lot of places currently in the United States where like. The housing market's fine. Like, it's fine. Yeah. You can get a house for, like, 200K, and that's normal. Mm-hmm. Whereas here in Ontario right now, if you want a house that's, like, even remotely livable, like, you are you have to pay a million. 
What are you talking about? A million dollars? Okay, that's remotely I'm livable? I'm sorry. Okay. Where am okay. I living? Okay, no, no. London's <laughs> different. Okay, I'm talking about like Newmarket area. Like, oh, you, yeah, you okay. can't. You just well, can't. Toronto is like kind of a whole black hole of real estate. And though. that's what it's, I'm referencing. Yeah, the rest of the province isn't quite. Yeah. No, it's Toronto's not, probably it's double, not there. Double. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because like uh, there are houses in Newmarket that are under a million. I, I'd never live there. Yeah. I, was, I, I wouldn't yeah, subject. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for like, sure. Like my friend was just saying that about Toronto the other day. She's like, yeah, we like, yeah, I thought, talked about like if we stayed in Toronto and like saved up for like an $800,000 house, which would be like a fucking shack in Toronto. Oh, well, and that's like, the thing is a, yeah. an eight, it would be literally trash. But like in like, London, in here, London, there you, is still $800,000. You, you get, can like, get a, three a great car garage house. house. Yes. Like, yeah. That's, yes. that's all I meant. But he, I was just yes. like, a million dollars. But, but the thing is <laughs> But still I keep forgetting here. that you live in Newmarket. Like. <laughs> but the thing is still here, it's like, even still to get like a nice house where there's like more than one bedroom, like it's going to be upwards of 500k. Yeah. Five, five to six. Upwards. Like plus. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but yeah. so, so that's why when I said like only a million, it's like. For, for the house that they are selling. Oh, yeah. It no, is the house is... So the gorgeous. Victor Creel house is going for 1.5 mil in yeah. what, Atlanta, I think? I believe so. Somewhere in yeah. Georgia. Somewhere in Georgia. And it, and it looks like... It, it, it if looks, it sold here, it would go for like 14 million easy. It's so beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. Because I, I saw well, a house exactly on the market. It looks exactly like in the show when they walk in, the family walks in, like they just moved in. And they're like, That's exactly shit. what it looks like. Exactly. And it's like gorgeous. Beautiful. Oh. Oh beautiful because like there they, i i just saw on the market like a few days ago like near where i live in new market a house that was on the market for 12 million and it was just like i looked at it and i was like but that's regular i was like that's just like a regular house mm-hmm. just like a regular nice house whereas like if you bought it here in london it might be like i don't know seven million or something <laughs> like but it's oh just like gosh. so if you moved yeah, that victor creel house here it would be like quadruple of that it would sell yeah. for quadruple. That's why I was like, only 1.2 million. Let's yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't have a million dollars, guys. <laughs> don't. I don't have We really that. want to buy it. If we buy it, we'll share it with you. You guys can come through and do tours. Yes. Help us buy it. Oh, that would be so cool <laughs> to like buy it and like turn it into like a Stranger Things like. I feel like a house like that almost like. You can't live in it. Like you could live in it, but it almost feels like selfish to not share it. Yeah. With, like the public. Like imagine <laughs> us just being like, well, you can't come in. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, how, how dare we? <laughs> but it, I, but I'm just, gonna do it. Anyway. I just loved the like spooky haunted house vibes of this. Like it just brought. It reminded me of like it or yes. like Halloween, the Michael Myers house. Yes. Like you just get um a house feels. on haunted hill. Yeah. Like that haunted house, like creepy old. So good. L- love I it. want it. I love want it. it. It's so great. All right, let's move on from this house because we just okay. talked about like the housing market for like. 20 <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we're very angry, but anyways. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Maybe, oh uh, yeah, we'll do it now. What's your Vecna song? What what song would pull you out of? Oh, um, oh. Yeah, I know. I didn't give you enough warning for this know. one. Okay, you can think about uh, it. I don't even know what mine is. Drops of Jupiter by Train. Oh shit, okay. Yeah. All right. It's been my favorite song since I was like a little kid. You know what? You know what's funny? You know how I always say you and Alyssa like give me the same vibes? Yeah. That's like a me and Alyssa song. Really? We used to listen to it all the time. We would sing it in my bedroom. Like it's very much like a, I can't listen yeah. to that song and not think of her. But now that's. It was like okay. one of those songs when I was younger and it would come on the radio and be like, oh my God. That's ah! And like, yeah. And I, and I loved it and I just never stopped loving it. And then when I started like even, not even when I started dating Luke, like 
two years into our relationship or something, one time we were like, the, like it came on or we were listening to it in the car. I can't remember. And he was just like, oh God, I love this song. And he's like, and that's he goes the off about like the him. lyrics <laughs> and like the, like, uh, metaphors with like the, get like the galaxy to like love and like the journey about finding yourself, all this stuff. And he went off and I was like, oh my God, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and so it's like so now it sort of feels a bit like our song. Okay. Even though it like I've I've just loved it's, it. It's your song. It's my song. It's your song. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. So that would probably be like right off the top of my head. That'd probably be my my Vecna song. Okay. Have you thought about yours? I know because I I vary every day because like my thing is is I don't really have like a favorite song. It just kind of changes, right? Yeah, I know. I know it's, that's like the only hard. one that's been consistent for me. So that other times yeah. in my life, my favorite song would have been like this. Yeah. And then that's changed, you know? So exactly. Like, I don't know. It's hard to to pick one. Yeah, because even for Max, I think that that's like her favorite song. In that moment. In that moment in yeah. her life. Like when she's 30 years yeah. old, it might be something different, but like that's the song and that that's she the connects she... with the most. And obviously the lyrics are very representative of what she's feeling about Billy. Yeah. Right? Like the lyrics are, the lyrics of that song hit me really hard when... Ooh, like when it the lyrics now well like just the song like yeah do you know the song i do yeah but i feel like i don't have them like processed in my head you know what i mean where it's just like well it's basically if i could make a deal with god okay I yeah would, i would trade places with i'm assuming someone in her life who has died but yeah. like again that's how max is reading it if i could make a deal with god i would i would i would i would have him take me instead of billy okay kind of thing and like running up that hill is sort of like I didn't even make to... that connection I just oh was really like, yeah <laughs> I know I see I told you I just yep <laughs> that's yeah. okay you're allowed you're allowed to make the deeper connections than me I don't even know if I'm if I'm saying no you're right. doing it right you're doing good <laughs> you're doing great sweet so it's called running up that hill I deal with God yeah and and I think the ones that are supposed to sort of really represent Max is um, if, if I only could, I'd make a deal with God. I'd get him to swap our places. Be running up that road. Be running up that hill. Be running up that building. If I go. only could. Are you sure you didn't want to, like, sing it, though? No. Like, I mean. No. Okay. No. No. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's. Obviously, she's running, too, as that song is played. That is such a fucking spectacular scene when they're pulling her out. Oh, and shit. she's just And you're running. like, go! Go! Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, just, <laughs> that was, that was, I was another moment where there was, like, tears. Yeah. Just, like, it's almost like someone had a fan on forward. me. And yeah. the tears are, like, just Blowing. running almost, like, backwards. <laughs> I'm like, no! Why? <laughs> <Just> screaming. <laughs> scream crying on my couch. Yeah. It, um, there's a lot of scream crying. It was such a good oh, scene. Wow. And I loved that. That was the end of like season four, part one, because or volume one, because yeah. they split it into two volumes, and right. you it you, like you know when you're like okay, there's only three minutes left of the episode, so like they're just gonna leave it here, and we're not gonna know yeah. if she's gonna make it. But they don't do that. No, she... they don't leave you on a cliffhanger. They they the yeah. screen goes black for like three seconds, and then she comes out of it, yeah. and then they show you. They which show is, you that she survived. Which is good. Otherwise, I would have jumped off my roof. I know. <laughs> like, they would have had blood on their hands. I was like, like how? They probably did that knowing, like, them. yeah, they were probably like, well, we can't have people getting a little crazy here. <laughs> like, people will get upset. <laughs> yeah. It was just something that I was like, oh, you didn't, 
you didn't do that. Which, yeah. like, I feel like it's so tempting for writers to do where they're like, and then we're going to leave them this cliffhanger, yeah. you know? <laughs> Fuck um, them. And then, yeah, they're going to rip their hair out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they didn't. So it was just, that was almost like a just a nice little mini surprise where it went black. And I was like, oh, of course. Okay, we're going to have to wait. And then it just pops in. And you're like, ah! And she comes back. And she comes back yeah. into it. And they're all like, ah. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, it's such a good scene. But yeah, that song, I mean, has fucking blown up now. I don't yeah. know as far as um it's one of those things I think I asked Luke, I was like, when they picked this song, because obviously it was on purpose with the lyrics and everything, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of renditions of it throughout the show because they're using it as background music yeah, for like a which lot it of makes, Vecna stuff, it makes right? Great background music. <laughs> it does. I just said to him, I was like, I wonder if they knew how big it was going to get. Because I'm sure it's like, okay, this is season four. Stranger Things is a very, very popular show. So they know that any song that they showcase yeah. is probably going to get traction. Which has happened. Like, yeah, they, they have sure. They've had a few. Yeah. But I just wondered if, yeah, like, because it, it's blown up so big. And I feel like it's just made a total comeback because because of this show. That, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Kate Bush is happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just well, bam, they also... you just get all these royalties all of a sudden for the next, like, ten years of your life. <laughs> right? Holy shit. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's the moral of the story. Like, if you're sitting on a song that you think might not be that popular currently in this climate, still put it out there. Because it wasn't, like, a popular song when it came out. It was popular. That's what I wasn't sure about. Like, I, I had always... That, yeah. Even, like, my dad, who's, like, really, really good with, like, musicians and lyrics yeah. and songs and stuff. And I played it for him and he was like yeah okay yeah he's like yeah i definitely like know the song it like i don't when i said the name of it he he wasn't like immediately like oh yeah that that was a big song yeah i like i actually i don't think it had like any kind of like i don't know massive effect on the charts when it came out like it was just kind of like it's a song Mm -hmm. it's out it's good Mm -hmm. people like it but it's not like the world's most popular song Mm -hmm. but like now obviously she's kind of just like well, I'll be rolling in cash the rest of my life. Yeah, which like fantastic. Which it's is a great, great song. Which is great. But they also do this with like a few songs. Like it, it didn't really work as well with the Should I Stay or Should I Go in season one. Oh yes. But like okay, e- yeah. I feel like each But I feel like season... that song was probably already bigger than Yeah. Than like running up that hill was in its time. Yeah. Because I feel like that's like a song that everybody does know for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Were there other songs? That's what I can't remember. Like, cause I know, yeah, should I, should I stay or should I go? It was like a big one. That was a big one. But I don't know what the season two one was. I know there was like, I know there was a song from season two that was like season two's kind of yeah, song. You know what I mean? I'm going to. They gonna also, look. not that this was like a song of the season, but at one point when they're, I can't remember what scene it is. I think it's when they're like talking about Eddie or like it's a scene with Eddie or something or Maybe they're talking about Vecna, where they play Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those ones where you're just like, like when you can, ah, yeah. it's a great song as it is, but it's like <laughs> when you're talking when about a Psycho Killer and you play Psycho Killer in the background. I'm yeah, like, you're yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, did I it. I appreciate it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, speaking of songs. Okay. I think now it's, it's hard for me not to... <laughs> did you ever hear the song that they created out of like Eddie trying to wake up Chrissy? Like, Chrissy, wake up. No. <laughs> no. 
Is this a thing? Yeah, like someone. I don't know if it's on TikTok or oh, YouTube fuck. or something. I'm but in. Like, you know, like the. Do you remember <laughs> the double rainbow? Do you remember the double rainbow? <laughs> yeah, song? obviously. It's like that. It's, yeah. yeah, and it's like pretty fucking catchy. Like okay. it's really catchy. So then when I was rewatching it, he's like, "Wait!" And, and you're in like, my head, I, I completely <laughs> forgot that that was something someone created. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a song. That's a song it's that they're referencing." Yeah. You know, and I'm like, "No, no, no!" Like that song was created from that <laughs> from moment. <this>. <laughs> Oh, that's um, actually so funny. Yeah, we're gonna have to listen to it after. Okay, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure anyone listening, like, I'm sure some of you You're know what I'm talking it. about. So if I'm not, very excited. if you haven't heard it, like, go look it up because it's really catchy. That's that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that um, is. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm very excited to hear this now. Mm-hmm. All right, here's what I want to talk about because I know I've talked about it in every single s- season thus far. Bullies. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Here's my thing. I would have fucked Angela up too. Honestly. Oh my God. Fuck that little bitch ass. I don't give a shit. Crush her face. You know what? She should have hit her harder. <laughs> like I didn't feel an ounce of like empathy for I know, her. I, I was just like, that. fight, fight. I fight. thought about that when I watched it. I was like, am I she, a bad person for not feeling no. bad for this girl at all? Oh my God. <laughs> and that's, see, that's what I wondered too, because you know, I'm kind of a monster, but I watched it and I was just like, see, I know, I know sometimes I'm like, I empathize with the wrong character. I get that. Yeah. But in that moment, I was just like, honestly, like terror to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, why didn't you do it sooner? Yeah. I mean, right? there's other ways to get back at people without no. psychic powers, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, fuck her up. I just... I was all for it. I was all for fucking there was, her up. I think it was when the, she was doing the presentation about, like, Hopper's cabin Oh, whatever, I was very, very and upset. That, and Angela was just being, like, the... Like, little fucking uh, bitch ass. Most evil, oh, satanic This little saucy bitch. Like, it just... Lucifer ever. And um, <laughs> Luke is sitting there watching it, and he's like... Because the teacher is, is just, like... The teacher not also... Not doing anything. You fucking bitch. That and teacher Luke needs a good smack. And like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> Because, like, as a teacher, I think he's just, like, how? how? Like, how would you not be, like, hey, Angela, why don't you shut the fuck up? Like, Oh, <laughs> see, it's moments like that when I see in shows where, like, for example, this teacher not doing anything. That's the only time I'm ever, like, I wish I was a teacher so that if I was in that scenario, I'd be, like, hey, you little bitch, get out in the hall now. I'll fuck you up. Like, that, but that's also probably why I'm not a teacher. Yeah, I know. And see, if I ever try to, like, apply to be a teacher, they're going to be, like, um, but, um, in uh, episode 72 of How to Not Get Killed, you said this. Yeah. <laughs> you said you would hurt children. <laughs> you said you would fuck a child up, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, it's just, it's so, it, yeah, I remember yeah. being, like, this is so uncomfortable. Like, um, but yeah. she's, yeah, she's the worst. And I think I said to him too, I was like, okay, there's so, I, I've seen so many, so many movies and TV shows that like make bullying very like Hollywood where it's like yeah. this, where it's like, there's a very clear evil person and they're just a really, really yeah. bad person. And then there's this really nice meek person that gets bullied all the time. And like, they definitely do that. But at the same time, it feels so relatable because like especially with female bullying oh my god it's so different like girls are so mean and catty they're fucking malicious i said the only difference to luke (laughs) is that in the girl world that i've experienced yeah they would be friends yeah they would be friends and angela would be bullying her yeah they'd be best friends yeah and i think that i think that's what they tried to accomplish yeah by having like 11 be like yeah like my friend she's my friend she's my friend because you want to be friend like i feel like yeah when with girls the way it works is like the person that's bullying you you want to be their friend even more because Mm -hmm. they have the power that's the only way to get on top Mm -hmm. so i feel like that was like the most relatable thing of like that is the only way she'll like redeem herself is if she like tries to be friend this person and she she tries 
Mm-hmm. She does try. It's something that like Mean Girls does very well, where it's like this, it's like this inner circle bullying. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with boys, it it is more of like what this Angela L dynamic is sometimes, where yeah. it's like I'm going to like seek someone out and like yeah. make fun of them and whatever because yeah. they're not in our circle and yeah. blah blah blah. Whereas I feel like with girls, not that it doesn't happen. Of course it does. Like yeah. stuff like this with Angela, it it does happen. I'm sure there's someone listening that's been like, I've been targeted exactly like this girl. Which if you have, give life. me their name, I'll fuck them up. Yeah, which is, again, it's horrible, but I feel like, um, <laughs> uh, what was I watching the other day? I don't know. Uh, it wasn't Stranger Things, it was something else, and someone was was saying they were going to high school for the first time, and there was like a, yeah, there was a guy that was like warning a girl where he's like, okay, well like, these guys are like the the bullies you want to stay steer clear of, but like watch out for the girls because like they'll he said something along the lines of like like they'll psychologically pick you apart until you want to kill yourself or something like it was <laughs> which something is, along which those is lines honestly where so I was like, that's so accurate so fucking accurate because I feel like th- uh, that was my high school experience yeah 100%. like it's, it's almost like you don't even realize you're being bullied oh and that was the thing is like that's how it went for me with like I mean I I don't know if they listen, but like I got bullied by at the time my fucking best friends. Yeah. And then I went to school one day and it was like, You're a slut, you're a piece of shit, everybody fucking hates you. And I was like, Oh, cool, cool. I get to spend the rest of my high school career as like this piece of garbage because I like looked at someone's boyfriend for like thirty five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, it's, it's all just... about it, and it's high school. It's all about drama. Yeah. It's all about, oh, who's who talked to this person, whatever. And so it's like people jump on board with that so quickly that if you're not a good friend, which like not everybody is, then that's that's more important to them. Yeah. It's like being part of the drama than it is like to be a good friend. <laughs> it's, and that's it's so fucking true, man. Yeah, like, and I it's think, so true. I think that what we see with Eleven yeah. more is that like feeling of powerlessness because yeah. she doesn't have her powers. Well that's right? the thing, she's so used to being the powerful one. Yeah. yeah. So she so what we relate to in her is like the powerlessness that you know any of us have felt where whether it's a friend that's bullying you or yeah. whether it's someone outside of your group or just anyone or a parent or some yeah. or a figure of authority where that's just made you feel without power that you yeah. just there's nothing you can do about it um which yeah. obviously L does do something about it. Yeah, but again. they they frame it in a way where it's like how could you do that? And it's like, there, I know, here's the funny thing. I don't here's, know. It's here's the, the funny obviously thing. Obviously not the right thing to do, but it feels like the right thing to do, you know? Here's the thing. With everybody that was like, how could you do that? Let's not forget, she's literally killed people. I know. Like, I've seen that and I'm like, let's just be glad she didn't have her powers because Angela would be dead. Yeah. yeah like, she Angela would make her bleed from the eyes. And would she... literally be fucking dead. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, or she'd just be like wet in her pants every day. Yeah. Uh, every oh day God. of school, you know? That's that's how you got to do it. You got to play the long game. Yeah. <laughs> you, play the you want bullying advice? You come to me and Haley because we're going to tell you exactly how to deal Everything's with Everything's flipped bullies. now. Yeah. You are the bully now. <laughs> but but yeah, I think it's like, it's interesting and I get, I get what they're doing because like we said, Al's had her powers all the other seasons and she's like literally killed like multiple people like all at once and, <laughs> and Mike is like, oh, I love you, whatever, you're so wonderful. And Kill then, more. and then she does this and she points out to him, she's like, you, the way you looked at me, yeah. you think I'm a monster. And it's, it's true. And, I mean, and he's like, I don't and whatever, all this stuff, but it's true. Like he looks at her in like a horrifying way after she does that, but she's done all these other things and he's been like, yeah, but that's yeah. fine because in his mind he's like those are bad people but 
in her mind, she's like, yeah, but this is also a bad person. A so very I'm, bad person. I'm confused. Like, I don't know what's arguably right or worse. what's wrong. I mean, at least... Arguably the, worse, yeah. Ar- honestly, arguably worse because at least the other bad people were, like, getting paid to do those bad things and didn't really have that much of a choice. Angela's making an yeah, active choice to be a Yeah, like, they were just, like, doing their bitch. job, you know? They weren't, they weren't Dr. Brenner. Like, he's yeah. he was the, the mastermind that was, like, the bad yeah, one. Yeah, get him. They're all working for him, so I guess yeah. her, I, I understand how they're, like... Yeah, they're bad people, but like they probably all had families, you know. Yeah, they so, just had mouths to feed. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, at least that's how I can justify. <laughs> Angela's just a bitch for the right? sake of she it. She just woke up and was like, "You know what? Today I'm gonna be a little bitch," <laughs> and that's how it went. She's like a sadist. fuck Angela. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the girl that plays Angela is probably like a lovely person. Oh yeah, yeah. But she yeah, did yeah. a really good job of making me fucking hate her. Yeah, she's good. At because actor. I was like, yeah. "Damn!" Like I, I want to hit her. Yeah. <laughs> but in person, she's probably lovely. Yeah. She's probably a lovely sure, person. Sure she's and great. if and I'm sorry, I can't remember her name right now. I should look this up. But I'm gonna do it. This is a message directly to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope people don't pull like a Joffrey from Game of Thrones and like actually. Oh, think she has she's a beautiful a bad person. She has a beautiful name. Elodie Grace Orkin. That, no wonder I forgot it because that's a the mouthful. But so Elodie, <laughs> if you're not a lovely person and you're actually like Angela in person, I'll fuck you up. But I'm <laughs> I'm sure you're lovely. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> um <laughs> That's my personal message. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. What's next? Okay. Here's one thing. This is just a side note because I know we know how much I love Max. Yeah. I fucking love her. Oh, I know. So I just want to talk about like the very first in episode one when they're like, they're searching for Lucas's replacement. We watched, we watched it together and I was like, rewind it. I got to show you this part. Oh yeah. And we've did rewind it. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. And fucking Dustin's like, come on. And he's like trying to convince her to like be the replacement for Lucas and like the game and whatnot. And and she's just like, oh my God, do I get one of those really cool t-shirts too? And like, she's so convincing. And he's like, yeah. And then he like keeps going on because he thinks she's being serious. And he's like, oh you're being sarcastic. Yeah. And she just like, like, gives him a look where she's like, uh, yeah. yeah. And she's just so funny. <laughs> she could literally say anything and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm yours. You're funny. You're in. <laughs> I know. She's yeah. really, she's, she's really something good. else. She's a really good actress. Like, yeah. damn. Yeah. Impressive. I think like, obviously <laughs> this season revolves so much around Max and how like she's, which I'm very okay with. I love her. Yeah. Like her trauma with Billy and, and the lack of resolution there. And, and then them being targeted by Vecna and then them figuring out how to sort of save her or mm-hmm. keep this at bay. And then her becoming sort of like stepping up and being like, yeah, I'm going to, he's, he still has me marked. So like, we might as well use this for something. But I just felt like at the point where she realizes, cause she's really, I think the one kind of like figuring this out where she's like, okay, with the counselor that like Chrissy was talking to. And then um, I can't remember the other kid's name. That was working with Nancy. Fred. Fred. Yeah. Um, and she's figuring out this trail where she's yeah. like, and then they got the headaches and like, I had my first vision or whatever. Yeah. So she's like, she writes all these letters and I just feel like in the situation that they're in, I know they've done extraordinary things and they've been through a lot of like crazy shit that like they've survived a lot that most people haven't. So it's yeah. obviously believable to us as the audience that you're like, well, you're going to get through it. Yeah. But she's the only one that's being like realistic about it she is and she's being like way more mature beyond her years about yeah where she's like it's just really unlikely that i'm gonna survive this she's like you guys might figure this out as far as like how to how to stop him eventually but we don't have a lot of time and and it's it's just probably gonna happen and she's kind of like realizing like it's either going to be me or it's gonna be the next person that 
is seeing the counselor has trauma like it's gonna it's mm-hmm. gonna be somebody mm-hmm. like if we don't use me as like almost a self-sacrifice mm-hmm. other people are gonna get hurt yeah so and i think it just it just shows a lot of depth of her character yeah as far as um yeah as far as her just sort of accepting it yeah. I, and obviously you can see that as sort of like a, a pessimistic way of handling it because she has been depressed and she's just sort of like it's just not gonna work out because nothing ever works out for me and like yeah. again that's a totally relatable feeling but she is being like very realistic i just remember yeah. in that moment being like yeah i don't know how the fuck they're gonna get her out of this like yeah it, it, it just felt so it, it would far-fetched. have to be well and that's the thing is like yeah when you're seeing it, you're kind of thinking it needs to be like a miracle mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. order to get her out that's mm-hmm. kind of the only thing. And that's the reason why they're miracles is because it doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a miracle because it's, like, mind-blowing. And, of course, the way it does get resolved is through a miracle. Like, it kind of just works out perfectly that everything just, like, aligns. And we don't even know if she has survived it yet. Like, exactly. Like, she technically has, but by the end of like the physically. season, she's in a coma. And, like, we don't know if she's ever going to wake up. Yeah. So, she kind of was right in the sense of, like, he's going to get me eventually. Yeah. You know? It, so, um, I also feel like... If just touching on Max, but like thinking about the other female characters in the season, if we want to go to Robin and Nancy for a minute, okay. <clears throat> because I I know we've talked about Robin and I'm like I love Robin oh, so much. I want to be her friend. She's amazing. Yeah. I feel like they also like take the whole unlikely duos. Yeah, yeah, they do. Because there's a point where where they're pairing up and then uh, Robin says, "Us ladies will stick together unless you think we need you to protect us." And she says that to Steve. And it's just funny because it's like, not that Steve hasn't stepped up or anything, but it's just one of those things where it's because like, Steve hey, we're on season kid. four now. So we know these women don't actually, like they can they, hold their yeah. own. And that's the know? thing is like <laughs> countless times Nancy has like come to everybody's rescue. Yeah. For yeah. being this like feeble, tiny woman where yeah. you like, you imagine her to just get like her shit rocked. Yeah. But like she, she steps up always. So like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, even at the end of the season, she, she's, she's there with the, a shotgun. She's the hero. Yeah. Like she, she quite is. She's a badass, she's a right? a hero. Um, I love love that they really lean into Robin's whole like runaway like thought like can't rambling talking awkwardly yeah. sort of thing like they really lean into that a bit more because I feel like in the third season she was like a little bit more like cool yeah and but now in she, this yeah. season you get to know her a bit more and it's like she is still very cool but yeah. she's she's still... she's talking to Nancy and she's just like rambling she's like I'm she gonna keep stop. rambling unless you stop me like yeah. I don't know you yeah know? and I I like that they she's... kind of they just add a bit more to her. Yeah. Um, but I loved, like, the whole her and Nancy getting to talk to Victor Creel as far as, like, the speech that Robin gives that yeah. gets them in there. Yeah. Because it's funny because you just, she's already said to the audience that I'm a rambler. Yeah. So when she starts talking, I feel like I was watching being like, uh, uh, oh. This could go anywhere. This is going to go, this could go bad because yeah. I don't know what she's going to say. And she's already admitted that, like, her. Yeah her mouth just moves faster than her brain kind of thing. Yes. So we're like, is it gonna, is she gonna say something good or is it gonna be something not good? Yeah. And she's also just like pulling on her clothes and she's like, I'm just so hot. Like, whatever. <laughs> Which like, totally, I'm like, I get it, girl. Like, oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just, yeah, I think they're just adding to these like very strong female characters, but also, yeah. again, it's in the 80s. It's something that we saw with Nancy in season three when she was working at the newspaper where it's like they don't take women seriously because no. just because you're a woman. Yeah. And Robin well, I mean, is like, we, we did. And again, she's making this up on the spot. So like bravo to her. But she's yeah. like, we did apply to your board. We applied multiple times. Yeah. They didn't 
approve us. They didn't even give yeah. us a chance. And now this is a last ditch effort to save our yeah. our thesis. Um, because you know that if we were um, if if we were men, we would be we yeah. would have already been in that room. Yeah. You know, and it's just oh god. Like I remember Nails Luke it. Luke was watching with me. We were like fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay what a speech i looked yeah. at him and i was like how are you gonna say no after that right because you would just be a piece of shit yeah <laughs> you'd just be a piece of shit yeah. so anyway yeah. so good just love that yeah. moment and uh, like to touch on her awkwardness and quirkiness i i think you and me have talked about this before maybe i just talked to myself about it because i do that sometimes but like something i don't like in shows not this show. This is this is the the exception. Is I don't like when they take a female character and they make the quirkiness not actually relatable or believable. Where it's like overdone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've experienced that. But like sometimes I'll watch a show and I'm like, I get it. You're trying to make the girl awkward and cute and like all oh, this quirky thing. But it's just like it doesn't feel real Mm -hmm. where i'm like if i met that person in like real life i'd be like oh you're you're a fucking like improv actor and you're playing like a skit in front of me like i don't this is not real Mm -hmm. where it's just always overdone but i feel like with robin specifically that's believable and we're like that's her personality like Mm -hmm. you just feel it it just it's well done it's well done writing and well done acting in that scenario because it's just like it just makes sense yeah i agree i agree she feels Like we talked about many of the characters, they just feel real in the sense of like, it feels like someone you could be friends with Mm -hmm. that you just, that you know. Mm -hmm. And her friendship with Steve just like continues to flourish, which I love. And they're so sweet. And and I love that throughout the whole season, like people are ragging on Steve for not dating Robin. And And like Dustin's like, what the heck? You're just such an idiot. Why aren't you? Whatever, you know, and or someone else says something to him and he's just like, yeah, no, just... We're just friends, like, and he just doesn't, because for someone like Steve, I think in the very beginning, in the first season, you would expect him to be the guy who's, like, too prideful to be, to take that hit, you know? Because basically they're saying, like, why can't you get her? Yeah. And and it would it would relieve his sense of pride to be like, well, it's because she's not interested in men, so it's not, yeah. it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not doing that because he's yeah. being a good friend to her and just saying, like, oh, no, we're just friends. Like, yeah. we're just, that's not, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. And it's kind of like... Not making him look bad, but just not... He's, like, almost taking the hit for her. Yeah. 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 It's not, like, feeding into any sort of, like, yeah. macho, toxic masculinity thing that, like, some other guys, I think, would would do. Like, they, they would, like, break the it. secret to be like, okay, Dustin, like, seriously, though, like, she's just... Like, she's into girls. Yeah. Like, don't tell anyone, but she's into girls. That's yeah. why she doesn't want to date me. Yeah. It's not, th- it's not that I suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. he just doesn't. And so, no. again, I feel like that builds on Steve's character as well. And you get a really lovely like beautiful moment with Steve and Nancy when they're driving the trailer and he's talking about how he's always wanted a big family and he's like yeah I always wanted like five or six kids and like I always thought we'd like pile into like an RV every summer and just like go and see the the country and everything and I think it's so interesting because we've talked about gender roles in the show a lot yeah and I think that having a man talk about his dream to be a to father. have like a, a big family yeah. and to have kids which is something that we often hear from female characters we that was a really, really nice from, yeah. like swap because nancy is really like the career woman you and know? she's like, kind of trying to break the mold that her parents have set for her yeah and she's talked about that before yeah. and she's she's wants to be a writer and she's like very determined very yeah. smart wants to go to college and all that stuff and like not that she doesn't want to have a family eventually but she never talks about it yeah and steve is yeah. the, the first character to kind of be like that's my dream though. yeah which and is it, just so charming. And it's, it's so, and so, it's so wonderful. cute because maybe maybe one day they are going to break the gender mold, especially for that time where maybe Steve would be the stay-at-home dad. 
And yeah. Nancy's out crushing it, fucking being the career woman. And I think, and I think that's what they're kind implying. of implying because they're trying to, because throughout the fourth season, we see this like Nancy Steve tension, right? Like yeah. there's the love triangles back again yeah. between her and Jonathan and it's Steve because Jonathan's hard, yeah. not there. Yeah. And so I think that they're implying that when they're sharing these moments of like intimacy not yeah. like physically but just like talking about their feelings yeah. and stuff that it's sort of implying like if they were to get back together yes nancy would be the career woman and probably the breadwinner yeah. and steve would be the stay-at-home dad and like yeah maybe have like a job but like his focus is like the kids yeah. and that's and i think too with him saying that it also makes a lot of sense as to why he does hang out with so many children <laughs> because like it comes up <laughs> yeah, it, it comes keep, up it keeps coming up where it's like they, i love are... that they acknowledge it so that it's not weird yeah, because like, if you don't acknowledge it, it's weird. He's graduated. Like, He's hanging out with these literal children. Like when Dustin says, maybe you're just jealous because I have another older male friend. And he's just and he's like, like, don't do. and say he that. Hangs out. He's like, I can't even. Because it's true. It's like, yeah, when you do phrase it like that, horrifying. Like, just terrifying. Because you're like, what is he doing? This is creepy. Yeah. But, you, but we know it's not creepy. We know, yeah, we know it's born out of like shared trauma and yeah. like their shared experiences and everything, right? So. But I think, I think. Steve, his character is an only child, right? Yeah, it's they've implied. never they've never said anything that I can remember about him having siblings. I don't think I think by season four we would have found out if he has siblings yeah. at this point. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he does. But I think that also plays into it of like, well, I want a big family. I've always wanted like younger siblings, probably. So like, yeah. I think that's why he's just kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna hang out with all these kids that think I'm the coolest guy ever, even though like yeah. he's actually like the punching bag. I don't <laughs> like like, I don't like all the of Lucas the kids. can beat him up apparently. <laughs> well, like all of the kids like rag on him and make fun of him and it's just like guys like respect your elders man (laughs) but it's so it's just it's so charming i love it yeah i love it he's a great character yeah 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 steve like continues to be just like hilarious to me yeah i also had a note in here just to just talk about robin and steve about um when they come into the video store and they're trying to find where eddie's hiding and they're like oh it might be at this guy's house i can't remember the guy's name now um rick rick reefer rick reefer rick that's it that's it and she's like and she has this genius idea about looking up their files and like like um by she can search by name she's like okay there's like 12 ricks so like we'll see what movies they they rented genius Uh, so genius and then they find the one that's like cheech and chong's excellent adventure whatever all the cheech and chong movies basically (laughs) she's like that one obviously (laughs) i was like that's just such a like fun little piece of investigative work that it's sort of like and that some like, people wouldn't think of but it's so genius yeah it's so genius also since we're going to talk about the um video store in episode two i can't remember exactly where it happened because remember we were talking about how sometimes we take great notes and sometimes we're just like something happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so i just have a note i don't know when exactly in episode two it happens and i could have just been fucking imagining this at this rate okay. but there is you know how i kept saying how i get a lot of freddy krueger vibes from this season yeah. with the voice the infiltration oh, of the mind so, yeah. even how he looks yep. is very like i feel inspired from freddy krueger for sure for sure but there's a freddy krueger cutout board in the movie shop <gasps> oh they show i didn't it. notice yeah. that yeah there you go yeah oh that's for so sure that, that's on purpose yeah in my eyes, it's on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm basically right. Uh, we can just cap this up. So no, I'm kidding, I'm well, even, um, even Vecna's like fingers, right? Like his hands. Yeah. Like those long, Yeah. But like, like more so even, yeah, like definitely 100% yeah. the hand. But like, yeah. but like the, the burnt the, skin. The burnt skin. Yeah. Is just like, that is, that's yeah. how Freddy Krueger became what he is. He got mm. burnt alive. Like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And and we see like in the scene where we find out kind of like how Vecna became, like how um Henry or one yeah. becomes Vecna and he's falling into the upside he's down. Burning. He's burning. He's burning. He's just on fire. All his skin's burning up. So he's yeah, turning I into definitely, Freddy I for sure think yeah. there's Freddy Krueger parallels there. Yeah, for sure. But even if you go and like watch, yeah, any, particularly the newest Freddy Krueger that came out. I talk, I've talked about this one before because it's the one that has zero comedic relief and you're stressed the entire time. Mm. I think, I don't think you and me have watched it together. No, maybe not. It's with like one of my like, I don't know, favorite actors. He's in like a lot of things. I love Kyle Gallner. I've definitely talked about him before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the voice of Freddy Krueger in that is like almost identical Yeah. to Vecna's voice. Like it's very like, he even does the same thing where he's like, I'm, I don't remember the names he says in the movie, but like the Max, like, you know, it's just like, yeah, and even her like running like, through memories and things like that it's they're equating that to like i mean in nightmare on elm street it's dreams yeah but in stranger things it's like it's vecna's mind it's memories yeah, yeah that he's pulling yeah people people's dark memories and their past and whatever exactly. right and recreating this so for sure like yeah i think it's so that's just my vibes I absolutely got. also another thing about max i just had written down when they um when the police come and um interview all the kids and officer callahan comes out and he's like we shouldn't have gone with her first she was kind of mean <laughs> They're interviewing Max, and I'm just like, she's just sitting there, and she's just like, like kind of not giving them anything. Yeah, yeah. And when she's they just come so out, stubborn. And he's just like, we shouldn't have gone with her first. She's yeah, kind of mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like the goofy sort of like, yeah. like comedic relief that they have in this show is perfect. Oh, hang on a second. I think I just found like another huge cool connection. So the guy that pl- the guy that plays Victor Creel plays Freddy Krueger. Oh. <gasps> Oh, that wasn't an accident. That's not an accident. Oh my! I don't know why I'm only just seeing this now. I did a lot of research too. <laughs> that, but that was like the last season when I found out that yeah about um the invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, like, he's the he's the original yeah. Freddy Krueger, Robert Eng- England. There you go, guys. Guys, that's fucking cool. We figured it I out. fucking I... called it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking. I I take zero credit for this. This is so not my. my I doing. love it. That's so cool. That is so cool. Okay, cool. Okay, another <laughs> another thing I want to talk about that... Oh, there's so many things I want to talk about, and, like, I don't... This episode's going to be so long. Okay. Okay. I want to ta- I want to talk about how easy it is for these kids to get guns. Okay, let's talk about that, because this... Because doesn't Nancy have, like, 75 guns? Yeah, Nancy has a bunch of guns. Yeah, so... <laughs> when Eddie's, first like, America. Nancy Wheeler is... <laughs> Nancy, has, Wheeler. Nancy Wheeler has a bunch of guns. Guns, plural, in her plural. bedroom. Yeah. And then they go to that shop. And, and they're, when they're preparing to go and they're getting guns and that's when like Nancy, um, it's confronted by Jason and like, these are literally high school kids. Yeah. Like they're not. Yeah. Like they're babies. Yeah. They're in like grade 12, I think. And like even Nancy, like her face looks younger than her age for sure. Oh yeah. For sure. Where like, I wouldn't be like standing behind that gun counter. Like you must be 30. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I feel like they're just, I feel like it is definitely a nod to just um lax gun laws i think so in the states yeah which, which i know guys, everyone's gonna have an opinion on i know we have a lot of american listeners and whatever and i'm not saying you're not allowed to own a gun but it's just they are trying to obviously point out that these kids are children and, and they're, they're able to walk in there 
and, and get walk like out with shotguns, multiple and, like, weapons. Yeah, like, <laughs> like heavy duty stuff. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like it's not to be fucking joked around with. Like, yeah. So I feel like that was a nod there for sure. 100%. Also, I just want to talk about Susie for a second. Susie's the best. Let's, because let's I love talk her. about her. Um, this plays into like an overall theme that I think as well. But I just just Susie's family to start off with. <laughs> so fucking hectic i can't oh my god i was like them walking into that house was so funny i so stressful it was stressful (laughs) for sure but then when they got to the part where the kid is videotaping the other girl and he's like oh yes oh yes like yeah yeah, keep going she's like dying whatever on camera (laughs) and then when they have to like help Susie distract her dad and they do it again and like her dad walks in and thinks that she's actually dying because there's blood everywhere and he's like oh my god and the kid's like filming behind him he's like oh he's like your fear it looks genuine like and his dad's like (laughs) looking at him horrified Um, which was so funny, but uh, I think there's, I feel like there's an overall theme probably in the last seasons too that I just haven't really picked up on, but, um, there, so in, in my sci-fi class, when I took it, like during my film degree, there's something that, uh, there's a lot of tropes in sci-fi films, science fiction, particularly that like any, like any genre of film, like horror movies where there's like the sort of trope of like sexuality and like if you have sex you're gonna die and all this stuff whatever right so sci-fi has we talk about we talked about a lot of um movies in science fiction that have a theme of like mistrust in technology Mm -hmm. so something like terminator would be a great example of this where it's like oh we we expand on technology and we evolve these higher levels of technology but then eventually they become these robots that take over and they turn on us we don't trust technology right the whole point is to go back in time and like destroy it yeah um but interestingly i find that stranger things almost like takes that trope and turns it on its head because when they use technology it's it's to help them Mm -hmm. and technology isn't what betrays them in the show it's the fantastical like elements that are going on and they're using technology to fight that so i was just making notes of some of the things that they break the mold yeah Yeah. like so when when joyce gets the like first of all she gets that very like stereotypical ransom note in the beginning like the letters cut out and everything and i was like oh fantastic yeah first Um, of all she she opened that box (laughs) where okay so me someone who often orders yarn my mind goes so you never open a box like that you <laughs> never do that never if if, if i if any of my knitting friends ever open a yarn <laughs> shipment from me like stabbing it and pulling it back and then have the audacity to be like all oh, my yarn's cut in half yeah of course you don't do that you open it gently especially when it looks like a suspicious box yeah i was concerned i know i know i completely agree she it was like very aggressive like, what like, if it's a bomb calm down you don't you haven't even read the note yet or no. did she read the note she saw that Maybe it was she... like from somewhere not there yeah (laughs) so she gets that very uh, yeah stereotypical ransom note but then um when she contacts murray and they're together and they she makes the phone call and then they record it and afterwards murray's like i can't hear what's there's like a woman talking to the guy on the phone in the background she's banging on the door of the the phone booth yeah and he's like can't hear it's too low so they plug it into I think Joyce is like sound system or something like that. And they turn it up. So they're using that. There's another part when they're using, when Nancy and Steve and all, and Robin and Eddie are in the upside down and they're trying to contact Dustin and Lucas and, and, um, whatever. And they use Mike's little sister's light bright. Yeah. Oh my God. Light brights. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's another one. So they're using that to communicate. Um, and then Susie comes in, where, like, Susie's yeah. obviously, like, a tech whiz. And just, like, an overall genius. She's a genius, just, right? Yeah. And she's obsessed with technology. She's obsessed with computers and stuff, yeah. right? So, like, they come to her, and they do lie, but they're trying to get her to help them find Project Nina. Yeah. And she helps them with her computer. Yeah. Um, and her skills and everything. And she's, obviously, like, not rightfully so, but helped Dustin change his report card grade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, like, why she, like, wasn't allowed on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I just thought, yeah, there, there's all these instances of them yeah. using technology. We talked about the walkie talkies obviously yeah. way back from the first season, but it's interesting to me that it, it, it wasn't something I realized at first because I haven't been in film classes for six, seven years now. Um, but yeah, remembering those tropes that we talked about, about how yeah. like there's a lot of mistrust in technology and like technology is going to take over, but technology is going to betray us. And that's yeah, a very common theme and yeah. like strictly sci like science fiction movies so you know when you go and watch another sci-fi film like pay attention to things like that because it you'll you will now that i've said it you'll probably notice it a lot more but yeah it took me a while because they're not feeding on that trope they're actually doing the opposite and technology is almost their friend in the this sort of 80s kind of uh, emergence of certain technologies yeah. right we talked about that even with radio shack in season two with yeah. Bob's character and stuff with the, yes. the camcorder so like all of those things helped them in a way figure yeah. out certain pieces of the puzzle so i think that's just another trope that they're kind of like turning on its head yeah the way they did in season one with nancy and steve and the whole like having sex means you die but yeah but in this she case, doesn't die you know, she's very much alive and she's she's killing it she is she <laughs> she is killing well. it she's doing well <laughs> um Something I found interesting about, you know, in the prison that Hopper's in, in Russia, they very much kind of do, like, the whole, like, most dangerous game theme. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I saw that and I was just like, oh, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We've talked about this before. Like, yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah. So. It's kind of like the, uh, the, the Demogorgon is hunting Their them. weapon. Yeah. And, it, and they're like, well, they need to... It's it is a game for them. It's yeah, like, they need to feed it, but yeah. it needs to be f like quote unquote fun for the demogorgon. Like they can't yeah. just like feed it. It's not. Yeah, and they're also trying to like feed them, feed the demogorgon like I don't know, well fed people. That's why they give them like the whole like you the know meal before the meal before, yeah. like fatten them up and stuff. Yeah. Which like in that case, feed them like that all the time then, because like you're kind of treating them like shit. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so, I mean, one I mean, I, I'm honestly watching like one meal isn't gonna make a difference. No, it's, it's really like, not. Like I mean, bad. it might like, make them maybe a pound. They of might fat, like let's... taste good in the moment. <laughs> but, like that's about it. <laughs> He's like, oh, they had chicken yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like not a good plan. Yeah, but it yeah, it's true because all the other guys are like, oh, they're try they're testing us to like see if we can beat it. And no, they're like and literally just like laughing. Like they hoppers at the end of the table. Like no, this is like and not in these words, but this is the most dangerous game like we are just prey yeah that's all we are yeah we're and if we happen to, to make it out it. cool we'll make it to the next round and have to do it again yeah like that's pretty much not. that's all that would happen if any of them actually for whatever reason beat any of the demogorgons that are like kept there in that lab like yeah you would just get thrown back in yeah, <laughs> like exactly. i mean really you're not you, there's no beating it, it yeah you don't sure. really beat the most dangerous game you, there's no winners <laughs> no 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 um oh god okay what else we got I, I had something that wasn't even like what the tangent i wanted to go on it was something else i was gonna say and then i just started talking about that instead naturally because that's what i do i can't remember i can't remember what do you got for me um i'm i'm just reading like a 
quote I had from Eddie when this goes back to Steve and I think I think it also just goes back to like character tropes and how they're kind of like playing with these and not really sticking to what the character trope of like what Steve would have been in the first season again we talked about how like Jonathan was the sort of like not popular but nice artsy artsy guy or whatever and Steve was like the popular jock and like but then they turned him into someone who is not like a douchebag or whatever but Eddie kind of like I think is just they're just stating this very plainly in a way where it's it's again pointing to the tropes that they could have fallen into but they didn't when Eddie's talking to Steve and he says um popular rich parents chicks love them not a douche it defies the laws of the universe because he's talking about how like Dustin would always talk to Eddie about Steve and Eddie's like I just never really believed that you were like a nice guy yeah um but like now that they've hung out for a little bit and Steve's like like, helping him and like Steve isn't even friends with Eddie yeah and they're all helping him yeah you know and so I think he's like realizing like okay if you're part of this group then like you obviously you can't be that bad yeah exactly I just feel like that was another sort of like they're sort of not spelling it like not spoon feeding it to us, but they're sort of like, yeah, this is a trope that we, we didn't go with sort of from the end of season one. So we're just sort of reinforcing that for you just in case. Yeah. You forgot that Steve was supposed to be the douche and he wasn't. So. But he turns out to be not, not that bad a guy. He's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we haven't talked too much. I think about like Mike and Will. Right. And I think, and also like, of course, like a, I think a big one, that came out of the season was like will's sexuality yeah it definitely gets like they they don't actually like outright say it at all they don't they don't but and i know we've talked about how subtle they are about these things yeah i mean robin comes out and says it in season three about herself so that's kind of like the thing that is very out in the open for the audience will is obviously a bit more Yeah. yeah it still leaves you with like he could be talking about anything. Yeah. But at the same time, you kind of watch it and you're understanding, like, there's more to this. Like... Yeah. And I think that it comes out fairly clearly when they're in the car and Will is talking to Mike and he's saying about, like, he's talking about Elle. Um, but I think he's also talking about himself and Mike doesn't realize it. And he says, you make her feel like she's not a mistake at all. Like, she's better for being different. And that gives her the courage to fight on. Um, and then that's sort of at the end of the conversation when he turns his head and he starts crying and Jonathan sees this. And so, yeah, yeah I feel so, like I mean, they... Jonathan sees it, but someone else doesn't see it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. Like, <laughs> the I whole world is that, outraged. Like, how does Mike not see it? Here's my thing. I think he saw it. I think he ignored it. You think so? Yeah. What's he going to do? Yeah. What would yeah. he do realistically in that situation? What would he do? Yeah. But do you think Mike realizes in that moment or do you think he just sees Will crying? I think he's just sure like, why. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I feel like to be, I mean, they're still teenage boys, so I'm not, I'm not ready to be like, oh yeah, Mike is the most observant person oh, in the whole not. world and like whatever, like <laughs> yeah. he's smart and everything, yeah. but I just don't know. But he's also kind of like a goofy, lang- <laughs> lanky, like there's something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A- absolutely, absolutely. And o- obviously like Jonathan and Will are brothers too. So like Jonathan knows he- Will very well and like yeah. seeing, I think witnessing that conversation and then seeing how it affects Will at the end made that very clear for Jonathan what's going on yeah but i don't know if mike caught on he yeah. might have seen it you're right i but i just but he's not gonna yeah. call will up but why are you crying dude? hey buddy yeah <laughs> make him feel even worse <laughs> like... yeah but i think that the i don't know i think like i said i think this season really let dustin and lucas and max shine a lot 
And I think that Will and Mike sort of took like a backseat because I think Mike was such a more, was, there was so much more focus on him in the beginning seasons. Yeah. But um, I guess really the whole, the the tropes that Mike said that they all filled in season two that I named off where he's like, I'm the paladin, um, Will's the cleric, you yeah. know, like all those, whatever. Yeah, just cut, and, yeah. And the paladin, like I said, Luke explained to me is sort of like the warrior, like the soldier, like the brave one. Yeah. Um, and, and Will sort of like reinforces that. He's like, you are like, you're the leader of our party. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you sh- and the drawings that Will had and everything. Yeah. And, um. And he like refers to him as like the heart. You're the heart. Yeah, exactly. You're the it's, heart. It's kind of, it's true. He is like the heart that keeps everybody together. Yeah. Because like without him, yeah, they all kind of would lose their connection. Yeah. They would. Well, maybe, I, maybe not not dramatically, but it would still cause a, a rift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I, yeah, and I think that that sort of reinforces maybe in a season where Mike isn't, like, playing a huge role in, like, doing a lot. Yeah. I think that's their way of sort of, like, Will reinforcing for Mike, but also for the audience, like, Mike's value in the group yeah. even though they're not together because it is hard like that they're all separated in, in this season they're yeah. not together at all until the very end no so we're watching these like three completely separate storylines going yeah. on but we have to remember like that they are a group and that they are a, a party that right? they're like they're working together even at a distance yeah and yeah. they don't even realize it in some ways yeah um so yeah I feel like there wasn't a ton of like character development for me there other than us sort of feeling like Will's, like finding out more about Will. Yeah. But I think Will's character development really kind of came out of season three in the, that whole like loss of innocence mm-hmm. where like his friends have girlfriends. He still wants to play Dungeons and Dragons and there, and like there's that uh, friction yeah. between like the uh, wanting to stay a child or, or, yeah. Grow, yeah, or growing up, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's now in this season, they're very much like Ellen, Will are not grown up, but they're like in high school. They're, they're becoming a mature couple. Yeah. Try, if you, if just, you trying, <laughs> just trying to survive high school, whatever. Yeah. And then Mike as well, right? Like they're just older now. Yeah. So we're kind of past that like loss of innocence. And, and now it's more like Will discovering who, who he is and who he wants to be, but also like, it seems like he's hiding it. Right. Yeah. So trying to like figure out how to, how to own who he is. Yeah. But it's, I just don't, there wasn't a ton of room, I think, to explore that. And I don't know, I don't know, I just don't feel like there's a lot about Will sometimes, you know? Yeah. As, like, a person. Yeah, I feel like they need, I feel like that's to come. I, I hope feel so. like I, I strongly feel like that's probably where season five will go. Yeah, because in this season, he's very much like, he says it, he's like, I'm very much like a third wheel. Like, a, like yeah. you know, it's you and L and whatever and he's playing you know he's Elle's like kind of brother and he's Mike's best friend yeah so he's like this weird awkward person in the middle like yeah 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 so I don't know I I I do hope to see a lot more from Will in the next season I I think I think that's gonna happen I I feel it Mm -hmm. feel my plums (laughs) (laughs) one Um, thing I okay oh sorry you go you go no you no 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 no. you go you go no you you go go. okay well I just jump jumping back to Hopper I just had a note okay because I watched it yesterday like I said I watched the last episode yesterday to keep it fresh in my mind when like at the very end when Hopper and Joyce are like back in the prison and the Demogorgon's in like that big sort of open space where Mm -hmm. they were before and his gun runs out and he picks up a sword diarrhea I had diarrhea the whole time. I was like, oh, 
I, I think I, I think I stood up on the couch <laughs> like the first time standing. me and Luke were watching it. I was like, yes, and he like and Luke's like, okay, sit down. Slides Haley. <laughs> under him, slices his arm off, mm-hmm. then comes up, snap, you slices know what? his whole freaking head Here, off. Here's the thing: I wasn't even just, I wasn't even surprised because Hopper's a badass. He's such a badass. He's I been- know, but then he, but then he gets to become this like. Because these this kids, like, from the very beginning, hero. these kids are like, Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons, like, all the nerdiest shit in the yeah. world. And, and then Hopper straight this. up becomes, like, the, the nerd. The, the, the hero. The hero. Nerd. Yeah. In, <laughs> like, in the nerdiest way. Like, he yeah. kills it with a sword. Yeah. That's fucking nerdy. <laughs> like, it really is. Like, and it's like he becomes this embodiment of like all that, that yeah. character trope, like that Aragorn type, yeah. you know, where it's like, you're the warrior. Yeah. Man. Where every every nerd watching it is like, yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah not with a gun with a fucking sword. You know, where you're like, get him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so it's good. just such an awesome moment. Yeah. Okay, well, I was going to go... It's funny because we both went on, like, very different things yeah, from what we were previously yeah, yeah. talking about. But, like, the thing I was going to be like, yeah, so anyways, is I want to talk about... I got to know what the budget was for this this season because they were like, okay, sky's the limit. That's the vibe yeah. I got. Sky is the fucking limit budget-wise. Because she, they had a fucking helicopter blow the fuck up some movies some some major films can't even afford to do that i rewound that (laughs) scene like twice and watched it again it's so it's It's so so good it's so big budget i know know. like when i saw that i was just like whoa whoa and also all (laughs) all of the cgi because this has the most cgi in any of the seasons because of vecna and the upside down and everything and like it's it, yeah there's it's big budget it's huge it's, and that's it makes me it makes me fear season five because i i don't want them and i'm this is a personal message to like anybody who has a play in creating stranger things i don't want them to think they have to top it budget wise in the sense of like the theatrics i don't you know think, what i mean yeah i don't think they will i think that they just have the budget now so i think they'll use it in in it needs to be used appropriately. Yeah, in the way that they need to use it. Like, yeah. again, big budget, maybe shots like that. Or, again, for, like, more CGI. Because I said this to Luke when, we, when I started rewatching the first season. Because he was just kind of, like, watching here and there with me. Yeah. When, because they don't really show you very much at all of the Upside Down until they, like, Hopper and Joyce go to find Will. Yeah. And they just sort of show you Elle going into her psychic state and like in the black room with the water and stuff. Yeah, which and is like, like free she's going to shoot. And, <laughs> she's going and finding Will in yeah. the upside down, but in it's her just mind. in her mind, and it's just black. And then it's like, and then it just shows you like Castle Byers or something else, or it shows you like Barbara, but it's all in this black sort of room. Yeah. And they do continue that. But I said to Luke, I said, I wonder if in the beginning was that a way to save money because they're not using CGI. Like it's just a black room and then they're just showing you the parts that you need what to you see, need like to the see. person or the, exactly. the, the item or whatever. Um, and then Luke said, well, like, I don't know. Cause they carried on. Like we, when we kept watching season two and season three and he's like, they're still doing that black room thing yeah. to represent Elle's mind. And I was like, yeah, I think so. But I think in the beginning it might've just been like, we don't have the budget for CGI. Yeah. So we'll start with this. But then it also just looks cool. Like it's representative now yeah. of Elle's like psychic state. So they carried it on. Yeah. But now you see the upside down because again, they, they have the budget yeah. to like to show go into you- it the whole world of what it looks like exactly. so that was just my speculation i don't know if that's true or not but you definitely can see the 
the escalation yes of the budget and that's for that's, sure that's specifically why i was just thinking like i really don't want it to be like oh season five they're they're like oh well, how do how do we top the helicopter scene because if you're just if you're <laughs> yeah. just going about it just please to don't top bring it, in michael bay don't. please don't <laughs> well that's the, that's the don't. thing it's like i don't i actually don't like like action movies no like no, i'm I know. so not I know. An, yeah people will be like oh do you want to go see this action movie with me and i'm like absolutely not like absolutely not <laughs> i don't want to it's not for me because it's always like it's it's to me it's always a cheap shot where it's like obviously the cars are gonna fucking fly into the sky yeah. do a triple backflip and then collide and catch mm-hmm. fire obviously they're gonna do that it's yeah. predictable they're not they're not my favorite if i if i watch action movies it's more because of like like a character that I like yeah. and not necessarily about like the cool explosions and stuff. I know that they are cool, like with special effects, like it's great. There's a lot that goes into it. And yes. I've watched a lot of breakdowns of things like that. And I understand it's, yeah, it's a big deal, but it's for like a five second shot, you know? So it's not really what brings me in. Exactly. It's more like, I want to see Jason Statham kick some ass. So I'm going to watch the transporter movies. Like, you know, like that's more <laughs> yeah. like it's, I'm not and here. Me, I'm like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> Like, I, yeah. they, when they brought him into the Fast and Furious movies, I was like, oh, fuck, okay, I have to go rewatch them because I have to get up to the part where Jason Statham's in it. I didn't, so know, I you, can... I didn't know you liked him that much. I love him. I didn't know you liked him that I much. Okay, him. there you go. I'm learning something new today. He's the only person that I talk about where I'm like, I know he plays the same character in every movie, but I love that character yeah. and I love to watch him kick some ass. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about The Rock. Yeah. It's because exa- like, I, exactly. will, I yeah. will watch probably anything with The Rock in it just because yeah. I know he's going to go and play The Rock. I know he isn't going to go and play a character where I'm like, oh, that's... Daniel who has these specific traits no it's the rock yeah. it always is there was like one <laughs> movie I saw with Jason Statham where he doesn't play some sort of like highly skilled assassin and he was just like a regular dude and he got like beat up and I was like it, I was so upset because you're like why like, is he getting beat up this? why don't you pull out your martial arts moves or something or like your backflips like I don't understand what are you doing like it was just so confusing to me <laughs> I was like this doesn't make any sense <laughs> there so I, I just had to talk about it now because there's never, ever going to be another time where I'll be able to talk about this and how cool this was for me. I don't like any of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, that's totally fair. But it's, that's the thing. They're my mom's favorite movies. So, like, growing up, I was just, like, subjected to it. Like, I just always had yeah, to watch yeah. them. So, like, I would always go and see the new ones with her. There was the one, I think it was, like, the first one that The Rock was in. Or the second one? I don't know, because there's 47 of them. Yeah, there's Anyways, so many. I think he came in in, like, the fifth or sixth This or is the only thing from, like, any kind of action movie where I was just like... And it's not even, like, an action scene. It's just, like, I was just like, that's fucking badass. I, I want that in every show. The Rock flexes out of his cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I literally was just like... I, I started clapping. I was like... Right, well done well done like i remember i just remember being like not only was that fucking hilarious yeah but it was so badass if i ever i've never broken a bone knock on wood but if i do you know no matter what muscle it is i'm gonna try so hard to flex out of it you know i'm gonna do it you have to go back to the doctor because you re-injured yourself and they're like what were you trying to do nothing <laughs> So I just felt like that was the only appropriate time ever in our yeah. career of getting our voices out there that I'll be able to talk about that. So I'm that was, so glad that you did. It's been on me on my chest for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Stranger Things, because I so, yeah. I have um as I usually do in these episodes, I made a list of like just things that they referenced that like go for it, go for it that I just want to go through just to yeah, you're better at that. So stuff. okay, and relating to the technology thing that I forgot to mention that I put it in a, a different section of my notes <laughs> was Max's Walkman. That's yeah. the tech. That's technology yeah. like 
that's the trust in technology yeah. where they're like that it literally saves her life it does um, it saves, fucking saves her life and again it's a walkman so it's very representative of just like a time period which i love um <laughs> the satanic panic and like dungeons and dragons yeah um that oh someone says someone compares eddie to oh i think it's one of the basketball guys and he's like oh like that ted bundy guy and i think it's lucas that's like so you're saying eddie is like ted bundy and and i think <laughs> okay yeah i actually remember that part yeah. i remember laughing being like the way he says it is exactly like how you and me would say it. Be like so let me get this straight you're yeah. trying to say to me like where you're talking to like an idiot and you're like all right let me just break this down for a second yeah he's like so you're saying eddie is like ted bundy yeah, yeah. for sure so we got another serial killer reference in there of course um, this is something that, again, it's like, this is one of the, I don't know if Haley was just high things or, I mean, or if this is on purpose. Column but, A, column B. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Chrissy in particular, when she dies, they show, they show more of it. Um, even like Fred as well. Like they just show a lot of it. And I think their faces, like, you know, when like their, their jaw kind of like slides out of yeah. place and it's all like distorted and yeah, like eyes like, popped in. Fucked up. Um, yeah. That really felt reminiscent of like the ring to me. Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. remember the end of the ring uh-huh. when like she spins the guy around in the chair and he's like, like all his like his like <laughs> mouth is all distorted yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yes. That just felt like to me. I was like, oh, that that yeah. feels like a throwback. Yeah. Um. There's a part where Eddie says, "You're asking me to walk into Mordor. The Shire is the Shire. The Shire is burning. So Mordor it is, which is obviously just." Lord of the Rings but they're equating they're equating the upside down to Mordor which I think feels very correct like even in the way it's like the the aesthetically it's portrayed like it's very dark it's all red and black like even at the end of the season when they're walking down that hill and they see Hawkins just kind of like burning yeah that's very much I think what it looks like in the Lord of the Rings where it's just Mordor is just like this black scorched earth yeah kind of patch of land yeah um and fire and everything so that that seems like a pretty decent parallel to me um there's a lot of mention of Watergate in this season a lot a lot a lot because again like all these and also thanks thanks to Dustin for that because he's the only one that really like initially draws that like connection yeah yeah because he's like because at first he calls it Hawkins Gate or whatever. Yeah, and but then, then as soon as the water one happens, there's a gate in the and water. And he's just like, well, Watergate. Watergate. Yeah. <laughs> like, and even when they're doing the light bright thing, and he says Watergate or something, and then Robin's like, maybe, maybe it's because like water, and there's a gate in the water, and they're all like, and they kind of like roll their eyes, they're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, like oh so. fucking. Here and we I'm go. like, but that's genius. <laughs> it's like genius. I'm sitting in here, and I'm like, yes, Dustin, that's awesome. But it's obviously again like playing on that trope of like mistrust in the government, yeah. right? That where I think at the like... time when that all was happening, that might have I I I gotta like do some history fact checking here, but like that the whole Watergate thing might not have actually been like concluded at that point. Like I think it was just like still in, in the happenings. Yeah, I can't. So maybe I... that's why some people weren't like just Dustin. That's hilarious. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I think... think it was kind of like okay, yeah. But Dustin's like, no, I'm like in check with what's going on in the world like well there's even a part where um someone says so like uh, dustin equates it to something and he says hawkins gate and i think it might be steve who's like wait didn't those guys get caught um as they're like breaking into something or as they're like doing something and so i think it's like yeah it's it's, yeah it's funny because it's sort of equating it to like but but steve's like but wait we don't want it to be water watergate do we like we don't want to be those people in the watergate scenario (laughs) yeah but uh, yeah but again i think it's just like throwing 
sort of like shade at the at the government for like we can't for cover ups we can't and trust that. you yeah, and, and exactly. we're not all um, Mr. Wheeler who yeah <laughs> trusts their government so wholeheartedly. <laughs> he also says another thing um towards the end. I can't. And I, why don't I know his name? Tom? Is it Tom Wheeler? I don't know. The dad. I think it's Tom. The dad. But I'll check. You go on. After the whole earthquake thing, at the very, very end, he's watching the news and they're talking about how like, pe- they're trying to connect the Eddie and the Satanic cult and whatever to like the earthquake. It's and Ted then- Wheeler. Ted. Okay. There we go. Yep, Ted. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> We're still gonna call him Tom. Yeah. Tom. Um, I'm just calling him Mr. Wheeler. Like I'm one yeah. of his ki- like sons. Like, I'm a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the news, the news is like, oh, they think it might be like a doorway to hell from this call that they might have. And he's sitting there and he's like, oh, it's the news now indistinguishable from the tabloids. And I think just yeah. sort of like uh, reinforcing that whole like blur between like gossip and yeah. And like real news and like real journalism and yeah. like. The, Which even it, like that's just like a present day thing now more so course, than ever. Of course. Yeah. And they play on that a lot. Yeah. Um, they're oh max brings back the michael myers mask yeah which i love oh yeah and then (laughs) okay when he first like pops around the corner i was just like yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and also speaking of michael myers so this was another thing that i watched and i was like this feels like a throwback to this but i don't know for sure but at the very end when nancy's shooting the shotgun at vecna like a total badass her like stomp over there yeah Yeah, um and she keeps shooting him and he's backing up and then he falls out the window smashes out the window and falls to the ground yeah and then they come out and he's gone Mm -hmm. that very much felt like the end of halloween to me like the original halloween yeah when she like oh i completely forgot about that yeah you're right she's fighting him and he falls out the window and And he's lying there and then um the the uh psychiatrist i can't remember his name now but like i should know his name anyways he comes up and then they look out the window again and he's gone and then it's like and then the music starts like you know like um and that's the whole like and then they have to go catch michael myers again for like 18 more movies 47 more movies yeah so yeah that felt like a bit of a throwback to halloween for me um and then the the last thing was when max is in her like memory and she pulls herself into that memory of the school dance to try and like protect herself from vecna And the song that comes on is Every Breath You Take by the police. Yeah. Have we ever talked about this song and how, like, creepy it is? It's terrifying. It's so creepy, It is right? the stalker's anthem. Okay. Like, it is terrifying. I don't think you and me have talked about it, but I think... I don't think we have. I, I think, think everybody's kind of come to that conclusion, like, that's a scary song. I think it's understood by, like, our generation, though. Because yeah. when that song comes on, my mom is always like, oh, yes, this song. Oh, I love this song. Like, yeah. I feel like our... <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> I can literally see it. I can see her I feel doing like our that. parents' generation was like, oh, yeah. that's like a romantic song. No. Because it was... I want to, like, fully look at the words. Played as such. But then when they all had kids and then we grew up and then we heard it sort of, like, not with the same connotations or, like, connections that they yeah. had to it. And we were all like, this is a creepy song. It's, you know that, right? Yeah. It's very stalkery. Oh, yeah. You know what I actually, you know what's funny is I always like, I regard it in my head as like, it is the stalker's anthem. Yeah. But I always forget just exactly how terrifying the words are. Every breath you take, every move you oh, make. Can, oh, can't you see you belong to me? Like all these, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Just... And we've talked about how like Vecna like stalked his victims before killing them. And like, yeah. he is like a stalker as well as a murderer. So like, yeah, it's the stalker's anthem. They think they just reinforce that for us. 
Yeah. Because she's in, she thinks she's safe in a good memory. Oh, I, yeah. I wonder if and it's, it's like, like a direct joke to being like, yeah, you're not. But you're not. <laughs> Every yeah. move you make, I'm watching you. Yeah. Like, Vecna's here. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking gotcha. Yeah. Oh, I feel like that was definitely on purpose. Yeah. So, yeah, that was. Uh... There you go. Okay. And I mean, it's by the police. So, is that another nod? I wonder. Like the police aren't watching because the police aren't doing fucking no, shit. No, because things. well, the thing is, they're they're trying. They, I'll give them <laughs> that. Their they're best. really they're they're trying, <laughs> and they're not getting like berated by thirteen year old yeah, girls that so they true. think are mean. <laughs> <laughs> they think are mean. I love it. Oh man, but yeah. Okay. That's All right. So most of my notes. Okay, let's do two things. I'll save the one thing for like the very end because it's a nice moment to end on. But the other one. I, it's just a it's just a note i i obviously love jamie campbell bauer i have to say it because i just realized we've gone this hour 45 minutes where we talked about vecna but i didn't get to actually express my love fantastic just, just, just fantastic. Lay, lay it on me just i don't want to go too hard because if i ever do get to meet him i don't i don't want to be a fangirl i really don't <laughs> i want to at least have a chance you know you, what i mean you I, can't change who you are becky but yes i can <laughs> i can control myself you know okay, yeah so well done. That's what I'm going to do. That's just, that's my point. Is that was a good, that's, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff for me. It was good all around. Him all around. Good. Oh, he, good. no, he's, he's the amazing. Goodness. He's really, really good. <laughs> Loved and it. And I think that the, um. Loved it. <laughs> the actors have really praised the production as far as how much they try to use practical effects. Yeah. Which I love. Um, and how it makes, I think that we get such genuine performances from the actors because they've set it up in a way where like. Jamie Campbell Bauer is in full costume makeup standing in front of them like scaring the shit yeah. out of them yeah whereas it's not, in a lot of other shows or movies that he would just be totally CGI yeah. and he'd be standing there in like a uh, morph suit with like balls or, all over him and, and they'd it, be like okay and it's uh, like pretending hard he's scary. to be scared when it's just like that green suit yeah with the balls whereas on like it, Millie like, Bobby Brown said the first time she yeah. saw him on set in full costume makeup she started crying yeah like it's she just was like, like that's it's, not Jamie yeah like it's <laughs> scary to see so yeah. like that so I think he he is an incredible incredible performer oh yeah and they've also oh, yeah. created an atmosphere that has allowed that to flourish in the sense of like he gets to be so creepy and scary and it's reinforced by the amazing yeah. costume and makeup design and like execution because it, it is scary it's totally scary yeah. and i feel like i could yeah as an actor if someone's walking up to me oh, in gosh. that <laughs> creepy voice <laughs> and holding yeah. you up in the air yeah, like but then there's me like oh <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i had to clarify i know before, becky yeah when you well, talked about jamie campbell bauer's voice okay and you so yeah said, i love his voice and i said which one his voice or vecna's voice so for for reference for everybody <laughs> <laughs> now they're thinking i'm weird <laughs> which is fair that's true you can go yeah, ahead and is. think that but Whatever. yeah i was saying to Haley before this i'm like i have a thing for voices i don't know what it is I can't explain it, but that's my thing. <laughs> it's not even like, I wish I could be like, oh, it's this accent or this. It's just like, no, if I hear a voice and I, it, it resonates to my ears nicely, that's it. So Haley, the reason why she was clarifying between it being Jamie Campbell Bauer's voice and Beckna's voice is because I have a thing specifically for Bane's voice, like from The Dark Knight Rises. Not even just Tom Hardy, who can also get it. But, yeah, yeah, Tom Hardy's, yeah. <laughs> but like sure. specifically Bane's voice is like, I want that to be like, 
I only want people's voices to sound like that. I don't know what it is. It does something to my ears. It's working. Yeah. Something so, about it just changed it Becky's just, entire... Oh, it changed me. I think yeah. that's... I know. I remember... It's like, my grade, origin story. I remember in grade 12, like, sitting next to you in law class and just, like, couldn't stop talking about Bane and yeah. how amazing And then, and then how Mark kept trying to Im- impersonate him. And I was just like, you're not doing it. <laughs> I was born it. in the dark. And I literally was just like, Mark, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you're ruining this for me. <laughs> so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember your iPhone password used to be Bane. Used to be, yes. Used to be. Not <laughs> anymore. Not I'm just going to clarify, but it used to be Bane, <laughs> used guys. to be. So uh, that's why I had to clarify with Becky which yeah. voice she Which also Vecna's voice for sure can get it, but... De- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, so yeah, I just, I really wanted to throw that in there that, yeah. Oh, for sure. I wasn't even shocked that he crushed it. It was just like, yeah, he just did good. No, yeah, because like I said, <laughs> I, I've, I've seen him in stuff before and I've always thought he was like... I always thought his acting chops were better than the projects that I've seen him in. So That's thing. it's yeah. nice to see him in something where like, I where he gets he to really... just actually be like, no, you know what? This is my fucking moment guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here, the nice moment I wanted to end on. And I'm glad that they did this because it was the resolution that like, I personally wanted and needed mm-hmm. was when like they have, I can't remember if it's at the school or their church or something. There's like a gathering after the like natural disaster that takes place yeah they gather to like bring look for missing people and and, like injured and everything and eddie's uncle's there and he's Mm -hmm. the only one that's putting up like signs looking for eddie yeah and people have like vandalized them and stuff yeah yeah and then so when dustin goes and talks to him about the person he also knows eddie to be and relates to like Eddie's uncle like I know he's a good person he sacrificed himself like he's this like you're not alone in thinking he's a good person like that was just like so fucking well done and it was just like for me it was just like honestly yeah end the season like right there because that was just like the perfect closure for me yeah I loved it I I agree I think it was nice that like because the rest of the world is going to believe that Eddie was a serial killer and then he was some sort of satanic ritualistic killer or whatever. And yeah. that, that is representational of like real life. Yeah. For sure. That's exactly what would happen if this, like, unfortunately Eddie wouldn't be vindicated, but no. for the person that knew him and loved him, his uncle, Dustin gets to tell him that like, I knew him. I knew he was a good person. Yeah. I know he didn't do these and things. And also like, you don't have to keep looking for him. Yeah. Like he is gone, but he in the people yeah. who knew him he will live on as the person we he knew was him a to good be. person to the everyone last else moment. who says anything different just didn't know him and it's yeah. as simple as that yeah yeah i just thought it was like probably one of like the best moments mm-hmm. yeah i just loved it it was beautiful it was just no, it was... so well done yeah and again, uh, another moment yeah. that just makes me ball my eyes out yeah. like i don't and know it's again it's, it's always dustin he <laughs> fucks oh, me up so he good. fucks me up so good yeah because he's like crying and that's just like man how do you do it how you do it so I think, yeah, that's Probably. all, that's all I got. That's literally all I have. What do you, you got nothing left? This no, is almost two the, hours. I know, <laughs> I know. Sorry, guys. Wrap it up, guys. <laughs> the last thing I'm going to say is the, uh, the thing I said to you right before we started recording oh, was God. the quote from Steve Harrington. Okay. When he's trying to, when he's trying to break out of his character trope and be like the smart, yeah, the smart one. He's trying. And he says to Nancy, one. he attempts to quote Sherlock Holmes and he says, the obvious things are not what people observe or don't observe or Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
woman is such a dingus. And like, she kind of like looks at him like sort of confused, like, but also like, oh, okay, okay you tried. You tried. That was sweet. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's the thought that counts. <laughs> oh, oh just frig. The little, I love it. I love the whole show. I'm just very excited to see what happens next. I hope we don't have to wait too long. You know what? These motherfuckers are going to make us wait. I know it. I know. They They're going to make do, me right? sweat. They always do. All right, let's fucking wrap it up. We're we going to come literally... back into season five. They're going to be like 30 years old. Yeah. And they're going to have to explain themselves somehow. <laughs> they're growing up fast, those they're, kids. They really are. Because <laughs> that's what happens with child actors. you got to act quick. You they need... change so yeah. much. <laughs> like, they're already full-blown adults, honestly, at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, guys. All right, we're wrapping it up there. We're wrapping it. Okay. I'm, I'm, Yeah. You, Let's do this. 10 out of 10 stars for sure. <laughs> 11 out of 10 stars. 11 out of 10 stars. All right. So on that note, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime and stranger things at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening yeah, thanks, for guys. this whole two hour episode. Yeah. Remember when we thought we were going to do all four seasons in one episode? (laughs) Aren't you guys glad we didn't do that? (laughs) It would have been like seven hours long. I'm so glad we didn't. Okay, keep it sleazy. Bye. (laughs)